Blog Talk Radio. You're going? First of all, you're going to have to stick to your passions. You're going to have to be true to yourself. Number two, you've got to stop thinking of yourself as human. You've got to start thinking of yourself as advanced entities. See, the brain or the archetype of the collective consciousness only gives you what you think yourself it is. If you think of yourself just being a motherfucker walking around here just trying to get along and just trying to make it, then that's all you are, cattle. But if you think of yourself as though immortal being that is prophesied before the return, then your brain will send that signal to the higher you, and the higher you will produce the armor around you, although it is invisible, it protects you. See what I'm saying? I want to put this on the table again. Let me you in the table. Like I said, so you can get this on the tape. If you stand that you are a normal open from the stoke, walking around here, you are cattle, you are property of the United States government right. under the three-fifths of a human being act, and they can do what the fuck they want to do with you. Right. As as you've always been. But if you send signals to your higher God self that you are an advanced entity, come back to change this mess, then your body will grow the armor all around you. Let you know what I heard I'm telling you about. They produced a movie this summer called Spawn. Anybody saw it? You need to go get it. Because in the movie, when the guy came, he said, listen. He said, you've been using your power when you get mad. That's how we do. We get help happening. He said, but you need to start cultivating your energy and knowing who you are. He said, because your, your taste is a body of armor. And your suit is a body of armor. We're talking about your melanin. And the more and more you think, the melanin is only set up for you to think on an advanced, immortal level. Yes. The superhero. The hero comes from what? The god Heru. And who is Heru? You are the Heru. How the hell do you think they make these things? So when you start thinking of yourself at an advanced, superhero level, or a super Heru, Heru level, then your melanin produces the type of chemical structure or the type of spiritual or etheric structure that is conducive to what the fuck you think it. Alright. Okay. It's a process in a brain computer. What is that? A melanin is a brain computer that produces what you think. But if you, it can't produce so much stuff on the lower level because the melanin is higher than that level. It only produces when you break it to a higher level and start thinking in a higher level, then it produced that. That's why the white boy, even though that, who ain't already got no melanin. They teach their children, they in all the Star Wars and the superhero this, and the superhero that, and the comic books and all that shit. What you perceive yourself is what you are. So you got to stop perceiving yourself as just an everyday Negro. And start perceiving yourself as sons and daughters of God. Now, ain't no way in hell no sons and daughters of God supposed to be walking around this motherfucker talking about both. You're supposed to be ruling God's systems and universes. So, therefore, you got to start programming the melanin, which is the actual way you program the actual alchemy process. It's thought. The physical is an illusion. It doesn't exist. So, you have to program through thought. Y'all getting it? Let's go on. 
Let's go on. Let's see. A few other things here. What time is it? Huh? Tune in. Okay. Let's 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 deal with this right now. We're gonna come back. We're gonna come back tomorrow. Let's deal with this. The religion that you have is designed to shut down your God principle. You can call it the archetypes of the collective unconsciousness. Then what they speak against that you that makes you scared of is your actual actual power. Now what I mean by that is this. We're talking about certain ancient words that you think now has been turned into something negative that it wasn't before. And this is what it means. The word demon that you think is negative is your higher melanated spirit. And give you a case in point on what I'm talking about is this. A brother called me back in 95. He said, I've been going, he said, I've been, I was born with a veil. You know, that's the southern word of I was born psychic. Or I was a seer. So I was born with a veil and I could see. He said, now ever since I was a little boy, these damn evil spirits been following me. He says about three of them. He said, all my life, he said, I done gone to all kind of people. And those particular people that I have gone to have take, told me all kinds of things to get rid of them. And brother, they still bothering me. What do you know that I can do to stop this? And right then the spirit said, Motherfuckers, them ain't no demon. Them his motherfucking boys. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, them your boys, man. You supposed to congratulate them and say, hey, man. Mm -hmm. Shit, I understand now. I'm on such a low level to when I look up at what is God now, that scares me because it's remotely different than what I've fallen to. That's heaven coming to get you out of hell and you scared of heaven. I say, greet them. Pull our bases to them and tell them to come on in. He greeted the poor life and they came up and said, Hey, man. Lord, brother, we've been trying for 37 years to get with you. We used to hang out in a previous life, but you incarnated back into the physical, and we are still on this plane. And ever since, and we've been trying to get to you for years, because it's been thousands of years. But what happened was, is you were so ignorant in the other incarnation, but this time when you were born in a veil, you could see us, so therefore we figured we could visit you because you had some type of consciousness. When he was locked up in that orthodox Islam, they were calling them gems and shit. He said, we've been trying to get you since you was a little boy. You are out there what? You see? So what you call demons is called Asgodamian. Like it or not. We all come hardwired with a complete set, 12 six-packs. The Gnostic demons are units of untamed natural forces within ourselves, our melanated forces, that we have ignored, denied, and disowned. They serve us to do, our, to do their mischief when, when our will, is, will and, is, is ambiguous and our resistance is low. After we have committed an embarrassing act of, unbelie of unbelievable stupidity, 
You are really referring to them when you slap yourself and say, I am my own worst enemy. As long as they are ignored, they are uh, uncontrolled, they are dangerous and hungry beasts in, in, in an abandoned zoo. Now, what this means is this. What this means is this. The ancient word for that is called agodamian, or demon, which is the melanin spirit. Which is the melanin spirit. I told you about books on Gautier. Alex Crowley said that the Gautier spirits, or those particular so-called demon spirits that the Christianity tells you not to deal with, is nothing but the leftover portions of the brain that the science tells you your ass don't use. Remember they say we only use a small portion of our brain? That's when you tap into the real deal science of the melanin and the real deal archetypes of your brain. It's so unusual in this regular, rational, mundane shit that you go through until you get scared. But that's your higher self coming and say, man, if you really tap into this shit and face your own soul, we can fuck out some shit. You see? But in order to pray to that, you got to pray to your higher self. But so to pray to God, hell, all people of God, as the Bible says, you might be praying to some black man on his front porch, and that motherfucker might be on crack. He's still a God. You know what I'm saying? So you got to understand to talk and honor to yourself. You know what I mean when I say this? You do the shit all the time. See, the society tell your ass, people who talk to themselves is crazy. But you know you've been talking to your goddamn self for years. Just when the motherfucker comes around, you say, who are you talking to? Oh, I was saying <laughs> Why do you talk to yourself? You talk to yourself because that's your higher self you're talking to and ain't nobody around. You do it all the time. What you got to do now is you got to start referring to the energy is all, all the God that you're looking for. The higher God has made the law to put it within you. See, the only way you're going to get to me is through yourself. See, you can't get to the Father but through the Son. Right. Not through some old motherfucker hanging on some damn cross. You worship a dead motherfucker, you too. <laughs> Here a motherfucker that couldn't even save himself from the crap up of the Roma, and I'm going to give the, the touch to that pastor. He's not to come better than that shit. Because I know some motherfucker white people better than that shit. <laughs> okay, okay, let me just say. The key on what I'm saying is this. We'll be back tomorrow. Is the power that you are looking for is in yourself. This is not blasphemy. This is not so-called sacrilegious. What it's saying to heaven is within. So what it is is you got to start referring to yourself. Now you 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 can't even look at it as just an objective entity. What you got to do now is start referring to yourself as God too. You see what I'm saying? And now you got to stop doing this. So now. You don't need to be praying no more. You're supposed to do this. And this is what it says. The entities that you used to pray to when you was a, a young child, they used to be your guardian. But as you become an adult or become God, they become your servants because they're only forces of elements that can only be willed and commanded by you. So all of God that you're praying to, you're supposed to be telling them to get off your ass. Because it ain't a... Uh, Physical, by as you think, is forces of elements. 
water, air, fire, earth. You understand what I'm saying? Energy. energy. So you got to command the energy. That's what the whole, that's what Yoda, which was there. If you go get the, the picture of Horus, you'll see Heru standing on some crocodiles and you'll see the god best behind his head. Right. That's damn Yoda. Did you see the Star Wars? Did you see they put him on the back? That was Yoda. Actually, you know what that was? That was his higher self on the inside talking to him. But Yoda said, you got to use the force all around you. This shit is authentic because he read, read six the doggone books to get it and to hear all the thousand faces. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network. You must awaken now. You are the melanin carriers on this planet. You were the original 12-stranded people, and you were given that privilege through a whole lot of work in time. It was not something given to you by chance. Because you fell from grace and sought to make better than your creator, you suffered by that that you created, and then also was brought to your planet that that you created in a higher form. In other words, once you think that you are a god, you must act godlike, not sometime, but all the time. Because once a god falls short, there are so many things that are not godlike just waiting to lapdog you up and tear you apart that you're open then to the whole holy cause of the cosmos, not the faked holy cost on earth. The real Jews, as you found out, are you. The 13 tribes had nothing to do with just earth people. It embodied Lucifer Maldek, the exploded planet which rained down upon you, those lost souls which destroyed a whole planet in your system that you help sustain. Many of you are reincarnate Maldekians, Luciferians, and you probably don't even want to deal with that, but if it is truth, it will come back to haunt and vibrate. I'm style triggering all your opening points. We'll see which ones run with it. In the great role of play that is a planet, people are brought to it to learn. And to show in physical embodiment, physical reality, in a lifetime, what they have learned in the heavens of earth. What they have learned on the spiritual and mental plane is of no value until in a time when given a physical body with physical challenges, you see what you can do really under pressure. Time and time again, some of these best people failed. And time and time again, as they failed, it lowered the vibration of the planet until the planet was put into a coma. Thank you. The planet now wants to awaken. It is almost awakened, and the more you begin to channel in successfully this new energy through your pineals, through your melanin, your energy fields will attract more and more of cosmic light. 
Let's put this another way. Our son was nothing more than a step-down transformer. Some people call it, if you're into physics, a transducer. It is now a capacitor. It is a step-up transformer. Whereas at one time it filtered out great light and energy that came from deep space to our planet so that we could live under a sun. And you remember the saying, there's nothing new under a sun. And there isn't. In 59, it completely reversed its polarity, and now it is sending forth energy, augmented by the kind of what they call cosmic and gamma rays that are coming into it. This year, by this summer, you will begin to hear more and more about sunspot activities, solar prominences, perturbations, and how our sun is a deadly enemy about to annihilate us all because it is going to burn us up with x-rays and gamma rays. Not all of us. <laughs> Not all of us. Some of us. And who are the us's? Whoever are the chosen. How are you chosen? You choose yourself by following the disciplines you know you should have been doing, not tomorrow, but yesterday. By doing the readings and the research and taking the time to spend in meditation, the things you thought you should have done five years ago, you start them immediately tomorrow. By not being threatened or coerced, you do because of the goading mechanism within your own spiritual consciousness, that that you know you should be doing as though a policeman was there or mother was looking, and you do better than both of those authoritarian figures because you are arising. Once you channel in that light, for every one of you, you're worth a thousand of non-channelers because they're the dead. They will not awaken. You cannot wake for them. If you do not do that in mass, you will be subject to the technical prowess of a people who are soulless that now have control of this planet. And if you're ready to go up against them, I bless you. If you're ready to go up against them alone, I feel sorry for you. For you will learn a lesson that will stay with you forever. You cannot match them in their technology Forget it. What you knew subconsciously and what you know even as you hear the tone and tenor of my voice is true, is that some way or another you could raise a spiritual quality that could match that in some kind of way. You just didn't know how to go about doing it. And you know that you had lost something and you wanted it returned. You have that privilege now. AIDS and every other man-made deceptive agent to stop you from progressing physically and cause your journey of life to end quickly will only be thwarted when you can raise your vibrational rates enough where none of those things can exist within that contact field. And then those that met it and made it will meet out its suffering and suffer the same thing that they started. The planet cannot help you 
do you vibrate high enough to take the light? It's just that simple. Other than that, you will be destroyed just like those that are trying to destroy your planet once again. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Hello? Okay, good. So as the chemical of emotion wanes, the cells will go into a period of chemical withdrawal. This will stimulate the brain to produce more molecules of emotion, and the cells will carry out the corresponding behavior to concentrate the chemicals in the tissues. This is known as emotionalism, which creates drama. No, I'm serious. You have to understand that drama is a biological created activity because the chemistry of that emotion is dwindling in that person's body. And so therefore, to keep that chemistry at the level that it's used to, it will stimulate the person to create drama. So you have to understand this is a self-imposed chemical addiction to one's own emotions. And if that means that they are sabotaging things to solve this chemical imbalance in the body, they will do that. If it means that they have to create disharmony or create havoc, etc., it will happen over and over and over again. So these people don't need enablers that continuously support them through their high drama, they need to actually be treated and put into withdrawal and consult about how to be able to separate their sensations from a thought so they do not continuously create this chemistry. So you have to understand this is a serious problem because what I have observed about us as African Americans is that we have difficulty staying focused and participatory in an event because we allow our emotions and now we've created these emotions because we have judged someone else's speech or someone else's behavior to allow us to abandon the goal or the project over and over and over again. So I used to find it very interesting because Caucasians will make it very clear to each other, I really do not like you. However, if they are very clear that they need that person's skill or talent, that is inconsequential, and I will meet you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock so we can get busy on this project. And at 5 o'clock, don't speak to me again. So I've heard us rationalize that, oh, that's hypocritical and just a whole bunch of other stuff, and how can they do that, and they shouldn't speak, and look at what they did, a whole bunch of chemical poisons and toxins that you have created in your mind because when the mind understands that we need certain skills and talents to be able to get a project done, we're not interested in how they look, what they say, what they may be doing, etc. We're interested, can they execute this particular activity to the extent that I'm going to get one step closer to the goal. And if the mind understands that, a healthy mind will ignore the rest of the activities and stay focused on the goal. This is critical. I mean, I have seen us talk about we're not speaking and whatever else, et cetera, and nothing gets done. 
nothing over and over and over again because we are emotional addicts we are not in control at all of our bodies it is our emotions that are driving us and so therefore we have abandoned the project years go by the same foolishness and nonsense and we wonder why what happened and somebody else didn't do whatever they're supposed to do no it was you who would not control your mind and stay focused Yeah. You saw it in the sock? No. You saw it in the sock? 
back? No. You ever go back? Yep. We a wire and a camera? No. Ears to the scanner? Yep. Everybody got choice. I choose to get money, I'm stuck to this brain. Everybody got choice. This is the shoes and I'm all in their head. Everybody got choice. Keep it one thou out of life that I chow. Everybody got choice. These brothers be hating, I already know, but I never go broke. No, no, no. I'm stuck getting money. What do you do in the morning? Well, two hours in the morning, that's a lot of time. Well, if I can overcome myself at the beginning of the day, the rest of my day is easy. Right? And that's what you do. You spend two hours in the morning. I allow for two hours. Okay. You I still get up at 4 a.m. and that's Well, this morning time? I was up at 3. Okay. Because I'm on the wrong time zone. Right. But you if I'm like, up. You like the 4 a.m. slot. Because my brain waves are just right. I don't have to work as hard. Yeah, my body's a little fatigued, but I'm between worlds. And so I've just. I, I, you know, my body's a little tired, but I get up and do it. And to me, I allow for two hours. Sometimes I can nail it in 45 minutes or an hour, and sure, I'm done. Other times, I'm on the wrong time zone. I have meetings all day long. I got a lot going on, and I'm just not going to fall prey to that common state of thinking. And that looks like meditation, affirmations in your mind, visualization. It's, it's the work that we do. It's okay. the work that we do. And the first part in truly creating a new personal reality is overcoming your present personality. <laughs> you got to get beyond the normal thinking patterns, the normal uh, urges of action and habits, to get beyond certain emotions that are residuals from the day before. That's the work right there. That's the part you have to overcome. So some days you just kind of slip in and it's magic because you've been practicing like having a great golf game or a great tennis game or a great run or or, or uh, a great session of knitting. You just you're in your groove. Other days you got to work a little bit more for it. And for me, what I've learned is those hard days, the days that are the most challenging, are always the most rewarding, because now you're uncompromising to an outcome. And if it takes you an hour to get beyond yourself, to find the present moment, because that's the only place where the unknown exists the familiar emotions and hardwired patterns of the past are the known the predictable future in trying to forecast the feeling of every event in our life what people do unconsciously is also the known there's only one place where the unknown exists and that's the present moment you so, call it the generous present moment yeah and i've just done it enough times and there are plenty of people in our work that have done it enough times to know when you're there and when you're not. Okay. And when you're not, it's very obvious because you, you've been there enough times. So, so you're separating your old story from yourself and you're separating your focus on the future and you're being present. It's just like hitting a tennis ball in a sweet spot. Okay. You lock into something and that wholeness starts to happen and now you're no longer creating from polarity or duality or opposites. You know, like, you know, people, you know, people, they create when they see they don't have something. 
Whether, hey, nice suit, I want one of those, right? In the moment I see that you have a nice suit and I start thinking, I want one of those, my brain naturally starts putting me in the equation. Next thing you know, I'm wearing your suit. Well, that's because we're wired to do that. So then we have this natural ability to create. The problem is, is after you imagine that, you open your eyes and you don't have it, people experience more lack. Well, we're not that good yet. <laughs> so then the act of practicing enough times and beginning to create the state in which you're so connected to the energy of your future. Now think about this. You're so connected to the energy of your future, you're no longer looking for it or waiting for it. You feel like it's already happened. The moment you get upset in traffic, the moment you start judging a coworker, you just disconnected from the energy of your future, and now you're back to the energy of your past. Now, if you tell me it was that person that did it to you, I'd say to you, oh, you're back to the unconscious program of being a victim again. So then the person then goes, oh, when did I fall from you know, that state? When did I lose it? Oh, it happened at 3 o'clock today. The next time that happens, what can I do differently? Now the person's moving through their challenges in their life with coherence, with rhythm. They're starting to begin to make strides and that they're no longer knee-jerking to the people in their life that, that they've used emotionally to reaffirm their identity. Now this is the work because you look around to see if anybody's doing it and you don't see anybody else doing it. It's kind of this kind of lonely moment where you're realizing that I'm the only one doing this. That's that kind of moment that you realize that nobody understands you but you, right? And you can't even ask your friends for their opinion because they're going to give you their opinion based on their own experiences. And it's that kind of moment where you have to draw in all your resources and, and begin to make up your mind. And, uh, I've interviewed uh, hundreds and hundreds of people that have healed themselves from all kinds of health conditions. And one of the most important elements uh, that I see over and over again is when the person said, I just got to this point in my life where I made up my mind. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. on Evolution Radio. Do you have a big plan? Um, yes, I got a big plan. I'm going to be leaving the world soon. No, and no. Going, before you oh, leave, okay. before you, no, before you leave. That's my big plan. No, no, because you're doing valuable work. Do you have a plan of how we could make civilization better, more humane? Yes, okay. yes. Education. Quite simply read and study and turn off the television, turn off all the silly nonsense of government. And it's just incredible nonsense. And start educating yourself. The United States federal government is a privately owned company. It's a corporation. The whole government. Of course. It's, a private, it's like General Motors, Ford Motor Company, uh, Sears. So uh, it's, a, it's a privately owned, but see, most people don't understand. The United States government is a corporation. It is a privately owned company. Who owns it? Oh, well, that's different. Now you're getting now, <laughs> no, I'm asking the yeah, right now you're asking the right question. <laughs> right. Who owns so, <clears throat> so there's a world of difference between the United States and the word United States of America. Oh, really? United States of America is a republic. Uh-huh. It's based on the, con con uh, the, the, the bringing together of 48 
separate countries. Each oh. each state in this unit is a separate country. Okay. And so you're crossing over from California to Nevada is like crossing over from France to Spain. Right. And so you can't do things in Nevada you can do in California. So you, you can't do things in Cal in New York that you can do in Florida. The United States is the recognition of separate countries, but the United States of America means... Those are United States. So, but each one's a state, like uh, like the state of Virginia is like the state of Israel. Right. It's a country. It's referred to as a state. And as a matter of fact, you know, there's a world of difference between <clears throat> there's a world of difference in words and law. I mean, when you go to court, there's a very big difference between a trial by jury or a jury trial. Doesn't mean the same thing. Uh -huh. There's a very big difference between California State and the state of California. Doesn't mean the same it thing. It doesn't? No, what, no. Like, what's the difference there? Cal, Cal State is the state we call California. That's the state. Uh -huh. But state of California yeah. is different. What's that has nothing to do with California. That's the federal government operating within the confines of the state of California. Oh. So anytime you see the state of, that means it's a federal corporation operating within California. But California is called Cal State. That's why you have California State University, California State this, and California State. That's California. But state of California is the federal government. Mm. Do people know that you No, 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 no. People don't know any of this. None of this. Nobody. <laughs> because it doesn't have anything to do with football. So who the hell needs to know about right. any of this stuff? I need to know because I don't like being played for a fool. Yeah. I want to know who's running this country. You don't want to be manipulated. I, 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 don't, I refuse to be manipulated. I want to know exactly who's doing what. I want to know how they're doing it and how are they messing with my mind and my money and my family. So I want to know. 99% of the people I run into, they couldn't care less as long as the beer's cold and football's on. They don't care. But when people vote for, like, a president, what is happening? That that, you go to the polls. What is a poll? I mean, you, a poll is when you take a you take a consensus of the people. Which one of these fruitcakes do you want to bow down to and give your money to? Do you want this group all here, or that airhead here, or this dingaling over here? Right. We just want to know the basic concept. What, what do you, which one do you people like? It obviously doesn't <clears throat> seem to matter. They all work for me, so it doesn't matter. But but uh, but right. to make you people happy, would you rather have a woman over here? Would you rather have a black guy? Or would you rather have this uh, old white man? Which one would you like? Nothing uh, changes. You mean Obama says... Like, it doesn't yeah, matter, because yeah. I own them all anyway. Right. It's who, just who, business. Who Come on. This is a mob. Well, who is the mob? We're talking We're talking the mafia here. Well, we're who, talking who, the underworld. Who, who are these people? You know, the, the, the Illuminati, the... Um, just the, business. Nothing personal. Don't take this personal. <laughs> but there's someone behind it. That oh, you bet there is. Huh? Yeah. But they're in Europe. They are. Yeah. It's a life of hustle and survival. I remember when my, my ninth grade teacher asked me, Lisa, what do you want to be when you grow up? And see, I have to fight the Harlem Crip 30s every day to get home from school, so I looked at her and said a lie. I took an English class. I got a fail in English. And my English teacher said in front of the entire class, Lisa, you have to be the weakest writer I've ever met in my entire life. Don't worry, my story is good. Don't feel sorry for me. I got seven under my belt. And then the same year my speech teacher said, after giving me a D minus, I knew I, I knew I had an A in speech. Like, come on. He obviously didn't agree with me. He gave me a D minus and said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a death job. 
So here's the beauty of that story. Other people's perception of you ain't none of your business. Everything you've ever been through, set through, rolled through, cried through, prayed through, Everything is a setup for your next best season. In the way you forgive the perceivingly unforgivable, the way you love the perceivingly unlovable, the way you accept what seems to be unacceptable, the way you embrace after you've been betrayed, the way you do that is the way you believe us. Your light belongs to everyone who'll be illuminated because you were bold enough and obedient enough to let your light shine. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And every time you cross someone's path, and they can't handle your light? You know those people that they try to give you reasons why you should tone it down a bit. That they would tell Cheryl not to sing so loud. Right, right, right. They would tell me to shut up in class. They tell you you're kind of strange. You know those people, dream snatchers, vision busters. Don't be mad at them. They can only love you to the capacity in which they're able to love themselves. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Pray for them. Love them. Because they're dealing with themselves like we're dealing with us. But I want you to remember that your 70 watts, your 70 watts has to be turned way up. Because you got way more to give us. It ain't over yet. Don't put a period where God put a comma. And when you turn it up to 159 watts, you know, you keep turning it up. You like, you stop dimming your light. You say, today is the first day of the rest of my life. You turn it up. You're going to find people that can't handle your light. And before today, you might have dimmed your light. You might have shrunk a little bit. You might have tempered it down a little bit. But after today, I want you to see this. After today, turn the lights up. After today, you don't dare dim your light. As your light gets brighter... As your light gets brighter, you're going to disrupt some people. And they're going to tell you your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Your light's too bright. Then you just look at them and say, well, I'm not dimming my light. I'm just going to hand you some shade. Inside the rain. 
President Obama's highly anticipated speech in Cairo. It has been billed as an attempt to reach out to the Muslim world. We want to go live to Cairo now and CBS News Chief White House Correspondent Chip Reed. Chip, good morning. Well, good morning, Harry. The president says he has one fundamental purpose in giving this speech here in Cairo, to seek a new beginning between the United States and Muslims around the world. So long as our relationship is defined by our differences, we will empower those who sow hatred rather than peace, those who promote conflict rather than the cooperation that can help all of our people achieve justice and prosperity. And this cycle of suspicion and discord must end. To open a door of understanding, the president invoked his own connections to Islam. I'm a Christian, but my father came from a Kenyan family that includes generations of Muslims. As a boy, I spent several years in Indonesia and heard the call of the Azan at the break of dawn and at the fall of dusk. He said it's time for critics of the Muslim world to shed their misperceptions. Islamic culture has given us majestic arches and soaring spires, timeless poetry and cherished music, elegant calligraphy, and places of peaceful comp contemplation. And throughout history, Islam has demonstrated through words and deeds the possibilities of religious tolerance and racial equality. But he also said Muslims must end their negative stereotypes of America. Just as Muslims do not fit a crude stereotype, America is not the crude stereotype of a self-interested empire. The United States has been one of the greatest sources of progress that the world has ever known. The president went through what he called some blunt truth-telling uh, on about seven different issues, urging the Muslim world to do more on everything from democracy to women's rights to Middle East peace. Harry? Chip Reed in Cairo this morning. Thank you. You know, back then, Muslims were often called uh, Mohammedans. And Thomas Jefferson explained that the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom, he wrote was designed to protect all faiths. And I'm quoting Thomas Jefferson now, the Jew and the Gentile, the Christian and the Mohammedan. <laughs> Jefferson and John Adams had their own copies of the Koran. Benjamin Franklin wrote that even if the Mufti of Constantinople were to send a missionary to preach, to us, he would find a pulpit at his service. So, so this is not a new thing. Generations of Muslim Americans. Get a job and get me some backwards on your EBT card. 
don't ask me for weed or drinks in the club Or fucking autograph outside my tour bus Don't ask me for Gucci, Louis Vuitton or Uggs Cause A, B, or C, you get none of the above Can I borrow some money? Can I get some weed? Can I drive your car? Can you pay my rent? Can you buy me a drink? Can I wear your gold? Can you take me to the mall and get me a pair of those? That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. Hey yo, niggas get cocky when they get a little change. They buy a car for gas, they need a little change. They never on the front line, they stay the middle main. Picking dollars off the floor after you done made it rain. And women always throwing hits when they rent due. And I throw a hit right back. What the fuck you gon' do? Go get your money from the store, you brought your wig out of. Before I pay your rent, I'ma slap the shit out you. Can I borrow some money? Can I get some weed? Can I drive your car? Can you pay my rent? Can you buy me a drink? Can I wear your gold? Can you take me to the mall and get me a pair of those? That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. If I gotta, I walk around the world trying to smack everybody. I'm certified. IG don't need to verify me. I smack the shit out you playing rich and being broke. I smack my kids taking batteries out the remote. I smack the shit out police when they pull me over. They stick my middle finger up to the camera on the shoulder. I smack the shit out you, then I smack the shit out you. And mind your business, bitch, ain't nobody talking about you. Can I borrow some money? Can I get some weed? Can I drive your car? Can you pay my rent? Can you buy me a drink? Can I wear your gold? Can you take me to the mall and get me a pair of those? That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out. That's when I smack the shit out you. I smack the shit out you. To the new Evolution Radio Network, where the evolution is the revolution. The most obsolete idea is go to school, get a job, work hard, save money, get out of debt, and invest for the long term in the stock market. See, why would you save money when they're printing trillions of dollars? The gap between the 1% and 99% is massive. You see, it's not just money. You have to step back and look at the bigger picture. So what do you do? In every one of us is a poor person. There's still a poor person inside me. There's also a middle class person. And the middle class person wants security. They want that steady paycheck. And there's a rich person. And they're all inside of us except that it's not taught. You're taught to go to school, get a job, and get a paycheck. You're not taught to how to get rich. If you're red, rich dad, poor dad, my rich dad refused to pay me. He said the paycheck was one of the most damaging things you could take in your life. He says the moment you take a paycheck, you're an employee. And that's the mindset. So my rich dad never paid me. He drove my poor dad, you know, government employee, nuts. You gotta pay people, you gotta pay people. And rich dad was not saying that the paycheck was bad. He says he, he didn't want to be a slave to money. So as an entrepreneur, you know, if, if Rich Dad folded, I just started another company. I don't need a paycheck. 
I don't need anybody to take care of me. If my government doesn't like me, I move to another country because they need entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So the entrepreneur is not so much the business. The entrepreneur is really the mindset and the skill sets and the different set of rules. You see, I don't operate, small business does not operate in the same rules as big business. Entrepreneur is a mindset first, a skill set and rules. And depending upon whether you're an employee or a small business, mm -hmm. the rules are different. The mindsets are different. The skill sets are different. You could say one thing to somebody who has never been an entrepreneur and they're thinking about making the leap of faith into becoming an entrepreneur. What could you tell them? Well, I'll just tell them the same thing that happened to me. You know, my last paycheck, I still remember it clearly. It was one of the worst and the best days of my life. And I was in Puerto Rico, I was, in, I was working for Xerox, and my boss gave me my last, it wasn't a paycheck, it was a bonus check, I think it was about 30,000 bucks, taxable, it's the only problem with that. So I got this check, and I went, holy mackerel. You know what I mean? So I was excited, but I was also disturbed. And so this other guy comes up to me, his name was John, and John says to me, he says, you're going to be back. I said, why? He says, because you're going to fail. I looked at him and said, look, few expletive words because that's what he did he left Xerox failed and he came back and I said look da 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 you failed and you come came back but I'm gonna fail and I'm never coming back and that's the attitude do you know what I mean if, yeah, if if you say well if I fail I'll go back to mommy and daddy then that's what you'll do so if you fail that's when I became an entrepreneur because I had no money I had no money for years you know I didn't have a paycheck but that's what my rich dad encouraged me to do. He says, when, you're, when you don't have this paycheck, you get hungrier, smarter, and it's a test of your character. Will you become a crook? Will you become dishonest? Will you cheat and steal? Or will you become a better human being? So really, that's the benefit of becoming an entrepreneur. You really find out who you are when you don't have anything. So you always have to look at the big picture. Too many people look at, well, what's, what's going to happen to me? When you look at the big picture, you're also going to know <clears throat> that when something bad happens, something good's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But you've got to prepare for whatever is coming. If you think next 20 years will be like the last 20 years, mm -hmm. you're going to get creamed. You know, when you and I go to the supermarket and we buy a carton of milk, we always check for the expiration date. But most people do not check for the expiration date on their brains. Instead of get out of debt, I get into debt. You know, I just refinanced 300 million in debt and went from 5% to 2.5% interest. I made a fortune. Every month, more money comes in because my cost of money has gone down. So while some That's financial today. experts are saying get out of debt, I'm saying learn how to use debt. Mm. See, when I came back from seven, in Vietnam in January of 73, mm -hmm. the first thing my rich dad said to me was go to school to learn how to invest in real estate. It wasn't real estate, it was how to use debt and taxes. Debt and taxes make the rich richer. Debt and taxes make the poor and middle class poor. So all the rich guys who are doctors and lawyers or, you know, those guys, they're getting creamed and they don't know why. Doctors are getting creamed. Oh yeah, they're making more money, but the take home is less. Sure. You know, I, I, my doctor just yelled at me, he was happy, he says, oh, guess what, I finally made a million dollars. And I said, yeah, this was just three weeks ago. And so I said, yeah, well, well how much are you pay in tax? He says, 750000 in taxes. 
So his net was about 400,000. That's not bad. But when I make a million bucks, I keep a million bucks. And the reason is because I don't make it by working for money. See, if you work for money, you're taxed. So that's why lesson number one in Rich Dad Poor Dad is the rich don't work for money. What we do instead is we create businesses as entrepreneurs. We acquire real estate. I don't want to invest in the stock market. Okay. So the reason is because as entrepreneurs, I have more control over my income, how much I make, and how much I pay in taxes. And because I'm an entrepreneur as well as an investor in real estate, I pay zero tax. So every time I make, let's say, a million dollars as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I immediately invest it in real estate. I have a four-to-one step-up. So I put a million dollars in real estate, I get four million from the bank. That's why I love banks. But the banks are screwing everybody else. You know, terrible. But it's good for me. That's, That's why I, you say when you print, it's good for you. But when you print, it's bad for people that work for money. Because when you print, savers get creamed, and people who work for money get creamed. When they print, debtors get rich. You see. Debt and taxes make the rich richer, and debt and taxes make the poor middle class poorer. When we have obsolete ideas, we get obsolete results. So what's happening for most people, the idea of going to school, mm -hmm. getting a job, working hard, saving money, getting out of debt, buying your house because it's an asset and investing for the long term, is obsolete. The world has changed. The world changed in 1971 when President Nixon took us off the gold standard and money became debt. What if we get rid of school? Then what would happen? Would it be better if we had no educational system at all? No, I'm saying education is more important before. It's just obsolete. You know, there's Moore's Law that Moore's Law which states information doubles every 18 months. In other words, everything's obsolete 18 months. Mm. So, and this is just a recent phenomenon. So when you come out of school, you're already obsolete. And that's why I'm the old guy, you know. I meet my friends who went to Harvard. See, I went to Harvard. I said, yeah, that was how long? 50 years ago? Today, the banks are charging you interest to save money. In other words, banks don't want your money because they printed too much of it. And that's why there's just bubbles in stocks and bubbles in real estate and all this. People are dumping the cash. Because as I said in here, savers are losers and cash is trash. And yet people are, well, I want a high-paying job. Well, that's an obsolete idea. Get out of debt is an obsolete idea. You should learn how to get into debt, how to use debt to get rich, and they'll never teach you about taxes. The reason the 1% is way up here and the 99% are going this way is because when you print money, two things happen, inflation and taxes. It's crushing them. And any entrepreneur thinks, I'm just going to make money, I'm going to start a business and make a lot of money because what we talk about, they really have got to smell the roses, man. You know, that's not what the real entrepreneurs are doing. Most entrepreneurs, there's 28 million small business owners mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. 24 million are, are, are what are one-person entrepreneurs. They're called non-employee entrepreneurs. So the, because, and that's what happens is when people don't really understand what an entrepreneur does. So most big people are self-employed, but they're not really entrepreneurs. The self-employed pay the highest taxes of all, and nobody tells them that. Yeah, it's also called the entrepreneurial spirit, mm -hmm. but what we were actually talking about was there's no such thing as a bad economy. You know, there's external, you and I, we all have an external economy, but we also have an internal economy, mm -hmm. and the willpower is to change our internal economy. So for me, 
I can see the good and I can see the bad. I don't really give a damn because I'm going to be rich anyway. But a poor person with a poor personal economy, all they're going to see is a bad economy because they don't know how to make money in any economy. And a middle class person, they have a middle class economy. You know, what they want is a nice house, a steady paycheck, and the job, and the car. And so when you take their job away to them, that's disaster. Well, since an entrepreneur doesn't have a job anyway, it's no big deal. So all I'm saying to people, and what Bucky Fuller taught me, is always two sides, you know what I mean? You know, to use plural, at minimum two. So if you think the economy is bad, it's because your economy is bad. If you think that steady you know, employment is important, then you'll see an, uh, an economy without jobs. Your economy, your economy versus the external economy. Where you control versus where you can't control. I can control, yeah, it's called, sure. an, it's called an internal focus mm -hmm. versus an external focus. Mm -hmm. So the real entrepreneur has an internal focus. But if they fall down, they say, oh, this is good, because I'm going to go up higher. You know, the average person will fall down and say, oh, I'm going to take some Prozac. Or, or, the, or somebody has a mistake, all oh, the mistakes don't matter. Well, mistakes, mistakes matter. It means you didn't know something. But a real entrepreneur, whether they fall down, they go, they always can go up. They can stand back up and go higher. And no matter what happens to them, they get stronger and better and smarter and happier. But a person with a weak internal mindset is that they're so afraid of what happens, it generally happens. Like, you know, people who are afraid of losing their jobs, they generally lose their jobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so everything you, you can control you. Yeah, so the entrepreneur first job is control inside here, not outside there. The moment you take that paycheck, you're an employee. You've got to be stronger than that. It's about inside control. Tell me what your crib worth. I hear you talking war, but have you lived first? I'm just here to keep it real and I make you feel worse. Maybe a lost cause, but let's still search. Until the day I die holding my guns up. Rather have a friend or enemy, which one am I? Fuck a bird box, I wanna see my brother fly. No longer shackled in chains, young nigga crucified. Walking down the block holding my boom box. Cop the Mr. Dirty nigga, clean tube socks. They gon' keep us in the ghetto till we move out And we need some better books off in that schoolhouse Rose Royce weather Rich dirty nigga, it took so much effort I don't give a fuck about who sold more records Being self-made, give me so much leverage, boss Ooh, got money, got woman, got cash, and Y'all ain't even know they make those Double case loads Push buttons, I got say so When it's war time, never lay low Y'all play roles I can't name a fake nigga that was not exposed Hey, y'all niggas so surprised at Takashi toes Ain't a real street nigga unless you got a code Might as well come a nigga followed by a lot of O's In the back of the back, rock a lot of gold Rap music on the charts like it's rock and roll Add something to the art, make a lot of dope Gotta play my part from the start, cause that's all I know Double M's, double R's, nigga, all I roll 
Courtside going viral when them punches throw. Oh, Chris Shaw taking pictures like we rich and po. Another rich rap nigga, word to Ricky Rose. Yeah. Got money, got women, got cash, I'm spending it on you. Made back all ten and what you see, I do. Where the rest is like a Malcolm X Jealous of my point of view watching the sunset I just keep on moving so you won't catch a contact All my dirty niggas showing me where the love at Drop the top, candy painted, haters eliminated Take a photo for fanatics, I often demonstrate it Rich nigga, dirty game, I'm talking Nick Saban Bricks raining every day, whiter than Dick Cheney Dirty nigga, but my sneakers new she can go and get the two though in a week or two Dirty nigga with a couple things I could treat it to Or maybe send it to the jewelers just like me could do Real niggas that was born to kill Dirty niggas touching 40 mil 40 cars on the sporty wheels Gold bars in my shorty wheels with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. What up, what up? What up? Peace to the God. I'm sure my mic is on. All right, we on. Peace to the God. What's happening? How y'all feeling tonight? You are here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Troy Brown, El Bay Ali. This is the New Evolution Radio Network. Call in number 347-989-0194 if you want to get in and holler at me. Um, what's happening, man? How y'all doing tonight? How's everybody feeling? If you need to get with me, you know, you can go make more commerce.com. Alright. Let me say something real quick, make a couple quick announcements, alright? Um, we're going to be doing a seminar in St. Louis. Um, when I say we, I mean me. Um, I'll be in St. Louis, and I will also be in Philadelphia. I got some other dates coming, so if you would like to attend any of those seminars, uh, the flyers will be out. You can register on the website. All right, once you register uh, on the site, you become a member, free membership. 
All right. Um, we get access to different products, things like that. Um, we got some new stuff coming soon. All right. I'm kind of revamping a lot of stuff. Um, also, let me, let me be very, very clear. Right. Um, I am not in any way associated or affiliated with Hindsight Radio anymore. That was several years ago. So do not confuse me with being associated with I can. Okay? I'm not associated with him. Alright? And, um, you know, that brother does his own thing. Jonah does his own thing. Everybody does their own thing. Alright? So, if you want to find me, you can find me right here on New Evolution Radio Network. This is where I'm at. Alright? I hold this thing down. I'm the H. H N I I'm the H M I C the head more charge. Alright? So, um, peace of the gods. So we're gonna go into my we're talking about equity. And the courts of equity. Um, I got a lot of stuff I want to drop on y'all tonight. Hopefully this will continue with our equity discussion for Friday. Help y'all out a little bit. Um, there's a lot there's a lot we're gonna talk about and hopefully you'll be able to follow along so that you can understand where I'm coming from with this, right? Uh, Friday, we talked about equity in the sense that, um, you know, if you've been damaged in any type of way by some type of public official or even somebody in the private, right, if they've, um, they've infringed on your private rights, Infringed on your constitutionally protected rights, any of those things, right? You have the ability to um, retrieve money for damages, okay? Um, and you know, a lot of that, and even past that, right? You know, we talk about injunction and injunctive relief, and the ability to be able to to go into a court of equity. And seek some type of relief, right? So when we talk about things like reparations and stuff like that, people are always looking for reparation. But why is it that people of color, so-called African Americans, never have had any reparations? Right? How come the government can't give these people reparations? Right? And, and I mean that's a really serious question that we have to ask, right? So we're gonna explore that tonight. Um, I welcome you to. Tell a friend to tell a friend to call in. You know, this might be an important topic for them to hear. Um, but it's a topic that we're going to explore tonight, and hopefully we can connect some dots and some missing pieces to the puzzle. All right. Um, so with that being said, let's jump right into it, right? Let's let's talk about this tonight, right? And you know, I want to be be very very direct here. Uh, when we talk about this, right? Because when we talk about a redress of a grievance, right? It's the right to petition a government or your government or any government within we call the United States of America for the right to make a complaint, the right to seek the assistance of your government, right? Without the fear of being punished for that shit, right? The right to petition in the United States is granted by the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. Now, it says that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion 
or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievance. Now, I want you to ask yourself, right? What are reparations? And how come you've never gotten any reparations? Okay. Now, reparations are understood to be compensation, right? Something that's given to you for some type of abuse that's happened or some type of injury, right? So the, the colloquial meaning of reparation has changed over time, right? Um, in the early 1900s, reparations were what they call interstate exchanges. They were basically war reparations. So I've told y'all before that um, there were no slaves, right? After So after the Articles of the Confederation and Association, people weren't slaves. They were either indentured servants, Right? Or they were prisoners of war, POWs. So when you become a quote prisoner of war, okay, you become uh, uh, captured by the enemy. Right? So basically, when you get war reparations, these are intended to cover the damages that were done to you during the time of war. So I want you to think about the Jews. Right? The Jews get reparations um, for the Holocaust, right? And it's really crucial to understand this, right? Because the United States paid them for something that didn't even happen over here on this land. But you have Americans who are Jewish people that are getting reparations, right? Because of a war, a conflict that happened. So you see, right off the bat, you have to understand that the reason why you're not getting reparations is because you're not addressing the real issue, which is the fact that you, or not you, but well, hell, even you today, right? We don't think the war ever ended, right? But because this is why they have the wartime flag up. But understand that your ancestors were victims of the war, the civil war, right? They they, they were they were victims of this war, um, and many battles that were fought prior to this. Right. Um, so the Emancipation Proclamation never really freed any slaves. It only transferred the property. So the United States says, okay, well, we won the war. So we'll just take your property or these slaves or these prisoners of war. And we'll set them at liberty, but we're going to give them privileges. So, you see, the term war reparations refers to money, goods, uh, the changing of hands, but not to the annexation of land. Now, I want you to think about that birth certificate, the authenticated birth certificate. What did they do with it? That's right, they annexed it. So, annexation is the administrative action, and it is a concept of international law that relates to um, forcible acquisition of one state territory by another state and then it's generally held to be an illegal act so it is distinct from conquest which refers to the acquisition of control over a territory which involves the change of sovereignty okay so this also differs from secession which is basically um 
it's basically where territory is given or sold through treaty. Okay. So since annexation is what they call a unilateral act where territory is seized and then is held by one state, it usually follows military occupation of a territory. So you have to understand what happens when you authenticate the birth certificate and they annex it, okay, and they give it full faith and credit, okay, you become what they call stateless. Okay, very, that's very, very important what I'm saying to you right now. Let's just look up the term here. Let me pull it up. Because I want you to look at what they say. Now what Joey is saying. Okay. There's a real good movie too called Stateless X. You should check you guys should check that out, right? But um stateless or statelessness in international law is a person is someone who is not considered as a national by any state under the operation of this law. So you see, this is why you have to become a national of what? The state that you were born in. That's that's where your nationality starts. Right? I was born in Kansas. I'm a native Kansan. I'm a national of the free state of Kansas. Um, go check out that movie too, uh, Free State of Jones. It's a break down a lot of what I'm saying it's a very very important movie okay? now stateless people are also what they call refugees so you see you could be a refugee in your own country and never have even left your country now not all refugees are stateless though okay and many people who are stateless have never crossed the international border which means that they never left the United States of America at all but they're considered to be stateless. Okay. So when you just when you do that authenticated birth certificate, it doesn't stop there. This is why we tell y'all go a step further, do the passport, do the birth certificate, do the trust. Because you gotta you gotta be protected by something, right? A lot of y'all stop. Right? A lot of people don't wanna spend the money to get the help they need. Y'all you know, you know, y'all get into groups and depend on people who ain't done this shit to try to help you fix it. Somehow at one of us who know what the fuck we're doing. Okay? Now, on November 12, 2018, the United Nations, the High Commissioner for Refugees, stated that there are approximately 12 million stateless people in the world. This is why you see people moving from country to country, right? You got refugees in Asia, Africa, Europe, America, uh, the Middle East, right? There are approximately 2,400 people who are considered stateless in America, okay, as of 2018, okay? So this brings up what I was talking about before in terms of conflict of law, right? And there's a true conflict of law in this country, and one of those conflicts of law would be just solely versus just sanguineous. Right, true conflict of law when we talk about this, right? Because nationality is acquired through one of two ways. Either you came out of your mama's womb, and her mama, and she came out of her mama's womb, and so on and so forth. Okay, and that's called the right of blood. So you become a quote-unquote national or citizen or whatever they call you. Okay, or you acquire nationality. 
through descent, okay, from a parent to a child. But here in the Americas, or I should say the United States, okay, in, within the corporate jurisdiction, it denotes that there's a regime going on. So you acquire nationality through birth or the territory of a state. So this is this is this is what they call birthright citizenship. This is your Fourteenth Amendment. That means that you were born subject to the territory thereof. Because when you were born, they had to do a birth certificate. When they had to do the birth certificate, they didn't deal what from there. They took your birth certificate and they gave it to the DTC. Federal government gave the state money. For them to create a corporate fiction, assign you a social security number, and then throw your ass into the system. This is what happened. It's just a fact. Talk about the International Monetary Fund and the the International Stock Exchange. All of that takes place as well. And then you become a commodity. So then you become high stock. Now, all of this follows what I'm talking about when I was equity and the equity jurisdiction. So a person who does not have either parent eligible to pass a citizenship test by what they call just thankfulness can be called stateless at birth. Okay? So understand that just sanguineness, just solely are key terms that you should have in your repertoire when we're talking about equity, equality, okay, and statelessness. So when you talk about a redress for your grievance, right, being able to, to petition, the right to petition, number one, how can you petition a court of equity if they don't even technically consider you to be a national? Okay? you subject, you're subject to yourself. They don't want you in, in, in that court of equity. Okay? That's the king's conscience. Okay? So, um, understanding that civil liberties, freedoms, all of that stuff is taken for granted by people. Right? So, understand that the right to, uh, to petition, the right to go into a court for a redress of your grievances, right? That's an inherent right that you have. Right? The right to, to go in and get a reparation. That's an inherent right. Okay? So when we talk about reparations, okay, we have to ask, well, how come the slaves didn't get reparations? What what the hell happened with the slaves? Well, they never got their 40 acres in the mill. Okay? Why was that? What, what really went down? See, the compensation for war damages is what happened. Nobody ever came forth and said, well, I was a victim of the war. Okay. Now, they have something called transitional justice, right? And transitional justice consists of uh, judicial and non-judicial measurements that are implemented in order to redress the legacies of human rights, right? So this is where your denationalization comes in. This is where your genocide comes in. Okay. This is where all this stuff comes in play at. So when they want to force you to, you know, and I have no, listen, if you want to get vaccinated, that's completely up to you. Right? But understand that certain groups of people have been subject in the past to assimilation okay, and genocide. 
uh, genocide occurs on a large scale throughout the world, but it's also occurred here in the Americas as well. Right, so forcing people to do things, right, like vaccination, right, is a technically it's a form of genocide. Right, so you have to be very careful, and this is why they give you the right of choice. You have to be very careful about what you do because you can um, erode a right and make it a privilege. So these measures include when we talk about transitional justice, these measures include. Uh, criminal prosecutions, uh, truth commissions, reparations programs, various kinds of institutional reforms. So when you think about the Freedmen's Bureau, the Freedmen's Bureau was essentially set up so that after the war, when you became a quote-unquote freedman, you could go to the Freedmen's Bureau and you could get what was needed to survive. This is where your 40 acres of the mule were coming from. Okay, And they got rid of the Freedmen's Bureau, by the way. Okay, now, the, on March the 3rd, 1865, Congress passed what was called an act to establish a bureau for the relief of freedmen and refugees. So now you understand what I'm saying? So these people weren't considered nationals. They were considered refugees. They were considered to be uh, aimless wanderers looking for a home, right, that, that needed a place to provide food, shelter, uh, clothing, medical services, and even land. So these, this was to displace uh, your Southerners, um, you know, your, your newly free, quote unquote, African Americans, or Negroes, as they call them back then, or even mulattoes. Okay, this was used back then um, to to how even some of your quote unquote Native Americans. Okay, and and your Moors, because Native Americans and so-called African Americans are Moors. Let's not get it confused. Okay, so the Freedmen's Bureau, which is, you know, the Freedmen's Bureau is a very interesting bureau, right? Because of how they were set up and what they were tasked to do. Okay, so remember, they were the Bureau of Refugees, and they were an important agency. It's Reconstruction, okay, the Reconstruction Act. And the Reconstruction Act was was put in place to help rewrite um, history, as you know, okay, and give people reparations because they don't really want you to know what the real history was, anyways. Right? But it was established. It was a government agency. It was done from uh, 1865 to 1872. It was done after the American Civil War. This was basically put in place to, to give people clothes, fuel, uh, land, okay? And I want to be very clear here, a lot of these people, they lost their land because they went off to war. I'll say it again, a lot of people lost their land because they went off to war. They became refugees. They became uh, stateless people because they left their home state. They didn't go back and claim allegiance to their state. So their allegiance was to their state. They were native to wherever they were born, but they left and went off to war. And they got captured in war and became a subject citizen. So understanding that immediate and temporary shelter okay, was given to these people because they were destitute. They were um, suffering refugees. Their wives, their children, all these people were suffering. 
1863, the American Freedmen's uh, Inquiry Commission, okay, um, and this was this was set up uh, by the U.S. Secretary of War, his name was Edwin McMasters, okay. So in 1863, they set this up with investigating the status of the slaves and the former slaves who were freed by the, by the so-called Emancipation Proclamation, which we know didn't actually free anybody, but what they did was they transferred ownership. Because an Emancipation and Proclamation transferred the ownership from the so-called um, underdogs of the war to the government. Okay. In order for the government to create 14th Amendment citizens. So it had to give people birthright citizenship because you had people walking around who, who, were, who were telling you basically that you didn't have a right to the Constitution. You didn't have a right to equity within the Constitution. Okay. So understand that, you know, they had this commission. This commission traveled basically the whole South. Okay. And they interviewed slaves, and they interviewed the Union field commanders to get a, a idea of the situation and the capacity of these people, right? Um, they also went to Canada, and they also went to the West Coast, okay? And they would they would go around, and it almost be like they were doing a census on the slaves, if you will, okay? So they were looking at people who were essentially disenfranchised, okay? Now. When you become disenfranchised, it means you lose your right to vote. Okay, so so you have you deal with suffrage, you deal with political franchise or political disenfranchisement, you deal with uh, the right the right to vote being taken away from you. Okay, so all of these different things right make up the combination or um, active and passive suffrages. So this is where you get your your suffrage movement from. Okay, so. Anyways, the Freedmen's Bureau was set up, okay, and it was set up to help these people who came out of war. So when these people came out of war, um, it was very crucial for them to be able to restart their life um, in a way that would be not only beneficial to them but beneficial to the government. And this is one of the reasons why they wanted to give these people 40 acres and a mule, right? So you'd have 40 acres and have a mule to kill that shit with, right? And a lot of a lot of these people they they didn't get that 40 acres, and they were lucky if they even got a mule. Okay. Now, um, when they ended the Freedmen's Bureau, right, to where the black codes came in place, right, and a lot of your legislators started passing black codes, and this restricted the movement of a lot of these people, right, and understanding that the restriction of your movement was a problem, right, because they deal with conditions of labor. They deal with the civil rights of you know, so-called civil rights of people, right, African Americans, right, and, and 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 they dealt with the fact that there was no land that was available to these people. So your black codes were really really important. This is your you know your antebellum South and all that shit, right? A guy by the name of James King, he wrote that in most of the United States, there's a distinction in respect to political privileges between free white persons and free colored persons of African blood and in no part of the country do the latter from point of fact participate equally with the whites in the exercise of civil and political rights. Okay? So understand the black holes existed before the Civil War. They were they were here long before that, right? Um, and a lot of the, the northern states like New York, right, a lot of these states had black holes. Okay? 
but they just weren't as harsh as they were in places like the South. Because okay? you got to understand, the South was where the cotton was coming from. So the cotton gin was big then. So when a lot of these people got kicked off of the land, they had to put you in check through a code system, similar to the, to the code and ordinance systems they have today, okay? which restrict your movement. That's why they give you a driver's license and shit like that. They want to restrict your movement. They don't want you moving around. Now, slave codes, okay, or laws that relate to slaves, specifically regarding the Atlantic slave trade, right? So most slave codes were concerned with the rights, the duties, um, and the conditions of free people in regards to those who were enslaved, okay? Now, if you ever heard of the Code Noir, okay, this was a, this was a French pronunciation, right, but... It was a decree that was passed by French King uh, Louis VIII, I think it was. Right? And this, this basically defined the conditions of slavery in the French colonial empire. Right? It dealt with your, your Catholicism, okay? your Roman Catholics. Okay? Um, it defined the punishments um, that slaves had to endure. It ordered the expulsion of all Jews from French colonies. Okay? So you got to understand that a lot of the Jews are getting reparations for shit that happened long before the Holocaust because they were what? They were victims of war. Okay. So I need y'all to really get it that when you become a victim of war, you become a vagrant. So then you become victim to what they call vagrancy laws. And vagrancy is a condition of homelessness, right? Without regular employment or income, they call you a vagabond. They call you a tramp. They call you rogue. They even call you a drifter. Okay? They make these people live in poverty. Okay? So then they got to support themselves through begging, uh, scavenging, uh, petty theft, temporary work, welfare systems, all of the bullshit. Right? All of the bullshit. So I need y'all to really understand that when you decide to come out of this system, when you when you decide that, hey, I want to be a national... Right? I want to go back into my home state. You better make goddamn sure that you know what you're doing. Because if you just authenticate that birth certificate, ladies and gentlemen, that's not enough. It's not enough. Okay? You become victim to a system. Okay? As a matter of fact, you go into the real America, the, the, the one that's ran by the KKK. I'm not telling you something I heard. I'm telling you something I know. I'm telling you something that some of these other people out here ain't going to tell you because of fear. Because, you know, because niggas is too fucking pussy to tell you the truth. It's just what it is. And I ain't coming at nobody. I'm just telling you what it is. Now, when we talk about shit like military conscription, um, imprisonment, confinement, labor houses, forced labor, y'all gotta understand, man. I told y'all they make these motherfuckers will make you work for shit that's already yours. Okay, this is why the equity course is so important. This is why we're talking about equity tonight, right? I'm setting the stage for this conversation. All right. Now, when you become a vagrant or a vagabond, 
right? You become somebody that wanders from place to place, right? So this is why. Alright, I'm back. So they cut me off like that. Start dropping this info to y'all. They don't want you knowing this shit. Alright. This is why it's so it, this is why it's really crucial for y'all to like, you know, really get this shit and not take it for granted. Cause they they literally don't want you knowing this information. Like I can't even tell you who it is that don't want you knowing. But it's a group of people, right? And let it be known. They fuck with me. Right, I mean, as you can see, so this ain't this ain't nothing new, right? So I tell y'all, man, be be cognizant about about what it is that 
that you study, man. Right? Just because everybody make it sound like it's good to come out the system. You better know what the fuck you're doing. The, the, and I say this and I'll say it again. The federal government was put in place to keep the states in check. Your states are still very racist states. Okay? Was the, and I'll say it again. Your states are still very racist states. They don't want you knowing this shit. They don't want me teaching this shit. Okay? I'm going to take a quick break. I'll come back and hop on this again. Um, I got a lot of information to drop to you about that. Hopefully, um, these assholes will stay in their place. All right? Because <laughs> I got a lot more to bring to you, man. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. For more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. All right, let's get back into it, right? Right here on the bottom line. I'm your host, Joey Bounce, L Bay Ali. And we're going into this tonight, right? I'm talking about your redress of grievance, right? And why you need a redress of grievance, okay? Why it's even important, all right? 
Okay. Now, I need y'all to understand this, right? One of the main things, like I said, you know, one of the reasons why it's so difficult for people to get reparations is because you are prisoners of war, and you were never told this, right? Nobody ever came forward and told you that there was a war going on, that there's still a war going on. When you come out the system, they still look at you as being a, a so-called belligerent, right? And I'm going to tell you like this. It's not the Fed. Most times, it's really not the federal government who, who's trying to hold you back. Normally, it's your state. Normally, and most times, depending upon what state it is, it's, 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 the, it's the state that either you're living in, right, or the state that you're from. All right, now, me and him, I was born in a free state. You know what I'm saying? So, being born in a free state um, entitles me to, you know, because Kansas was never a a slave state to begin with. So, you know, certain things like that do entitle you um, to certain rights that other people in other states don't don't have. This is why, you know, I know niggas from, from Missouri who want Kansas addresses. They want Kansas phone numbers. They want Kansas tags on their car. But they don't want to be from Kansas. Because they want to be free. And they're mad at you when you're free. But it won't take time to go read the laws. Right? I've had niggas I know try to snake me and and, and, and replace their situation with mine. Mad because I speak the truth because I'm genuine. Well, you got some shit fucked up. Right? So I have to come and bring this information to y'all so it can be fully understood. Okay? Now, let, let's let's get into fantasy tonight, and, and let's just really talk about this from the aspect of chancery and the quarter chancery. The quarter equity uh, is one of the places you're going to get your remedy. This is why when I talk about filing trust, the trust should be filed in the quarter equity. Should be filed in probate. Okay, because at some point in time, you're gonna most likely have to invoke the jurisdiction of the court of equity. All right, now the court of chancery was a court of equity in England. Um, This followed a set loose bit of rules, right? Basically, to avoid the slow pace and the change um, of possible harshness or what they call inequity. Um, because the common law was inequitable for people. Okay? So Chancery had the jurisdiction over all matters of equity, including trust, land, law, the estates of what they call lunatics, and even the guardianship of infants. Now, you understand why when they say the estates of lunatics, that's really important. I've had, I've had people in my own family try to call me crazy. Why? Because they don't want you to be able to get to what is yours. So it's easier for them to say, well, he's just a lunatic or he's crazy. Okay? Now, the initial role of chancery was somewhat different. So as an extension of uh, the chancellor, right, this was basically what they called the keeper of the king's conscience. I've talked about this before. Right Now, the keeper of the king's conscience right, was the person that um, appointed as keeper of kings, conscience was usually a bishop, um, somebody in the monarchy. He was responsible for overseeing 
the affairs of the monarchy, right, and delivering justice on behalf of the king, right? And if you had a, a fair king, then the justice was it was was it, it was um, it was given out fairly, right? Because it, because you know we've had some kings in the past who weren't very fair, so the position has become what they call Lord Chancellor. Right, and you can still find this position today, right? So the chancellor is appointed by the sovereign on the advice of the prime minister, right? So prior to the union in the kingdom of Great Britain, there were separate lord chancellors for the kingdom of England, okay? So the person who held the, the keeper of the king's conscience, um, who held this particular post, also held a high position in the church. So you need to understand that the Roman Catholic Church, and I have no Let's put this out there. I have no issues with the church. They do their business. But these are the people who work for your king, who work for your royal family. Okay. Now, I want you knowing this shit. Okay. But, I mean, these are just facts. Now, the, the Court of Chancery has um, a great remit, right? Than the common law court So basically these decisions have the jurisdiction To overrule much of the existence Of what was considered To be the norm for the laws You could take a, uh, a Case to chancery court and they would throw something out Right If it didn't essentially Give you an equitable remedy Okay So up until the 19th century The court of chancery could apply A far wider range of remedies Right? They could give you specific performance. They could do injunctions. They had the power to grant damages in special circumstances. Okay, um, then they had what was called the the equature, the equature of pleas. Right, and, that, and the equature of pleas was the court that dealt with the matters of equity. Right, and it set a legal principle based on natural law, which is God's law. Okay, and common law. Okay, so originally. Part of the what they call the the career regis or the king's council or the equature of pleas split from the Korea in the 1190s. Okay, now the career regis that's a Latin term. It means the royal council or the king's court. It was the name that was given to the councils of advisors and the administrators. And this was in uh, medieval Europe. The king of France, king of England, Sicily, king of Spo- uh, Poland, right? Even your, your so-called kings of America, okay? But we know in America there were many kings, just like there's um, an emperor, okay? That's why we have the empire, okay? So as a result, the equiture lost its equity jurisdiction, okay? And then when it lost its equity jurisdiction, it went to the court of chancery, all right? So – um, there was something that was done in 1841 called the Administration of Justice Act. All right? So the chancellor became the only national equitable body in the English legal system. So you need to understand that when you're dealing with these courts today, you are still dealing with the English legal system today. Okay? This is where your House of York comes from. Okay? Now, when we talk about chancery, right, and your right to petition – really important to understand that you cannot petition for a redress of grievances if you are not in your proper status. Other than that, you're going into this court and you're looking for them to, to give you something that they can't award you because why you don't have a trust relationship. You're not under the treaties. You're not protected. 
time. So the right of petition is really, really, really important. Okay, so the first significant exercise in defense of the right to petition in the United States was to advocate the end of slavery by petitioning Congress. They did it in the 1830s, right? It included 130,000 such requests. Now, understand that there were a lot of battles and stuff that were fought. There were a lot of little wars that were fought when people became slaves prior to the Civil War. Okay? So in 1836, the House of Representatives adopted what they called a gag rule okay? that would basically table all anti-slavery petitions. So the gag rule is a rule that limits and forbids raising um, consideration or discussion of a particular topic by members of legislative or decision-making bodies. Okay? So they put the gag rule in place that tabled anti-slavery shit. This is why a lot of your people was enslaved because they was under a gag order. Don't say shit or your, or your ass is going to be under treason. Okay? Now, yeah, John Quincy Adams, he came along. And when he came along, representatives eventually uh, they achieved the repeal of the gag rule in 1844. And it was done on the basis that um, it was contrary to the right to petition government. So you're supposed to have a right to petition the government no matter what. Right? They can't stop that right. And they hate it when you use that right. And when I say they, I'm talking about those who have a vested interest, and most likely a lot of times it's your own people who have a vested interest in keeping you in slavery. They like that shit. They want to keep you in slavery. Okay? I'm not a slave, nor will I ever be one, or an indentured servant. Now, um, when we talk about equity, right, equity, the, the, the court of equity, the records are one of the few that enable you to feel that you're getting to know people, right? So, because you can use the court of equity. You can go back and look at the equity court records, right? And you can go back and look at your family history, literally, through equity, okay? Now, according to uh, a guy by the name of J.H., Baker, right? Despite power placed in other courts, the king retained an overriding residuary power to, quote, do equal and right justice and discretion and mercy and truth. The king received so many petitions for extraordinary relief that he could not deal with them in person. So by the end of the 14th century, officers to deal with these were the chancellor, the admiral, the marshal. Okay. The chancellor was most important. And then when it got down to a lower level, you had who? You had your sheriffs or your sharifin. Right? That's where sharifin law was, was, was in place originally in this country. So the courts of common law were courts of law, whereas the court of chancery was a court of equity. So it's been said that the law was no respect of persons and gave no relief to the foolish who fell foul of this rigid rule. So equity acted in persona. That is, it looked at the conscience of the individual. Where's your conscience at? Are you a good person or are you a bad person? Are you out here doing foul shit or are you doing shit just? Why do you think I spent so much time over the last year telling y'all to do shit honorably? We all make mistakes. It's about how you fix them. It's about how you, if you, are you trying to do the right thing? Are you, are you attempting to do right by somebody? 
Because don't think the court doesn't look at that. We, I mean, you, you're human. You're going to make a mistake in life. Okay? That's just a fact. Okay? Now, life-wise, right? Because they, you know, they, they, they look at... They look at your actions, but they also have to look at the actions of themselves, right? Remember, these people are under oaths. To uphold your constitutionally protected rights, right? To uphold your right for redress. So if the individual were obliged in conscience to do something such as perform a contract or restore property, the court of equity would order him to do it on pain of committal for, for contempt. Likewise, if he were bound in conscience to refrain from doing something, he could be ordered to de- to decease de- or desist, cease and desist, right? So the principal difference between the common law courts and the equity courts was the equity courts were based on what is right morally, whereas the common law courts relied on the law. So the view of equity, right, of a guy named Thomas Edgerton, he was what was known as the master of roles, Right, was to correct men's conscience for fraud, breach of trust, wrong and oppressions of what the nature soever they be, and to soften and mollify the extremity of the law. Because some of these laws were harsh. They just didn't give a fuck. So you need to understand that, right? The record the court records of equity court are really important records, right? They're really important. Okay, so um, there were a number of courts of equity, right? You had Chancery Court, you had the Star Chamber, you had Request Court, you had the Equature, you had the Dushi Chamber for Dushi of Lancaster, you had the, the Palatine of Durham, you had the Equature of Chester, you had the Welsh Courts of Equity. So the Court of Chancery was the principal court of equity, right? And a lot of the cases used um, under the Court of Equity or Chancery, um, you know, were taken from other courts. This is this is pretty important shit. So understand that the court of equity, right? It did a couple of different things, right? Or the court of chancery, right? Number one, not under the jurisdiction of common law, the case concerned a mortgage or a trust. So cases where specific information usually held by the other side is required to make a case, this might be in the form of supplying a copy of a grant land, a grant of land, or accounts, or a copy of a will, right? Um, an injunction could be sought by the plaintiff to prevent the defendant from carrying out an action, such as cutting down valuable trees on property, right, or think about today, pulling you over, right, or taking one's estate, right? So the plaintiff was not in possession of the relevant documents to establish his title to land or property. This is where the equity court will come in, right? Um, this is why your birth certificate is so important, right? You put an affidavit of ownership on top of that, you become the owner. You, you become the person that establishes the title of ownership. So if a creditor died before a debt was repaid, the executor of the deceased creditor could not be sued under the common law, right? But the plaintiff could bring a case against the creditor in the court of chancery, okay? So an agreement had been made verbally with no supporting documents. So this is, you got to understand, the reason why they don't, want a whole lot of people doing shit or even alive. You know, I mean, yeah, think about this, right? If everybody and their mama knew this information, they'd be clamoring to get to a court of equity because, you know, they understand where the real remedy lied. So the case could be heard under common law, but it was felt that no remedy could be obtained, right? So the plaintiff might be too poor to afford common law courts. The plaintiff might be a weak with the defendant, such as when a tenant was bringing a case against a, a landlord, okay? 
America. Now, the common law was being used as uh, oppressive means or being used uh, to fraud people, right? So the plaintiff feared local corruption or prejudiced jury. So local corruption means, just like I was saying earlier, a lot of your local governments are corrupt. They'll try to take you out. They don't want you giving out this information. I, listen, I've seen at least four people I know die because of this type of information. Okay? You're dealing with devils. So the question is, is, is which side you're going to operate on? Okay? Now, a case brought on the grounds of forgery or duress, the plaintiff could not recover money uh, which the defendant had improperly deprived him of under the common law, where the plaintiff was owed money by the defendant, but the defendant might have obtained a release or a receipt from the plaintiff by fraud. This is why it's so important to take your ass in equity court. Okay, Because one of the principal differences in the jurisdiction of the common law, court of chancery, was that the court of chancery was concerned with the possession or the occupation of land, whereas the common law courts were concerned with legal ownership of land. Whereas Generally, the possession of the land rather than the ultimate legal owner was the concerned people as so much as the land was held in trust or mortgaged. Okay, so hint, hint, hint for those of y'all who may be dealing with a mortgage issue. Okay. Now, the Star Chamber was the court that dealt principally or primarily with equity cases where there was some type of violence that was involved. Okay, so the court had a lot of... um, Jurisdiction over this as well. Okay, so the origin of the of the name, the Star Chamber, has a lot of theories, but a lot of people believe that it derived from the stars that adorn the ceiling of the room in which it met. So this is where your Anglo-Saxon um, theories come from, right? About Anglo-Saxons and things like that. All right. So just to give y'all a little background, like on this, I mean, you you literally can can do and you can go down to your court of equity. Or chancery, and you can actually do research on the war records, right? I've even pulled it before and told y'all about the, the Civil War records. You can go and see the Civil War records, right? And you find your ancestors on the Civil War records. And a lot of people don't realize that your ancestors were on those records, that they were on the Dawes records, Blood Rolls, a lot of these different roads. You are entitled to your 40 acres in that meal. All right, so I'm going to take a quick break. I'll come back. I'm going to I'm going to drop some stuff on y'all to help y'all a little bit with this, and then we'll take some calls, okay? Call lines are wide open. If you want to holler at me, 347-989-0194. All right. Um, I'm just going to give y'all – I'm giving it to you raw, man, uncut, all right? Straight up, all right? I'm going to say peace to the gods. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. Yeah, 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 straight G shit. Uh huh, straight G shit. Welcome to the hood, nigga. The hoods I come from, uh huh. Fuck with me, dipset. Shoot him up, bang, bang, nigga We'll do anything to get the cake Saw my first drugs in front of 1768 Look around, fiends putting Skrilla in his hand Selling hope 
to the desperate had me feeling like a man And my pops, pops shit, he ain't want me in the trap But what the fuck could he do, he had a monkey on his back And my poor, poor mama, mama yeah, Miss Ruby, God bless her soul Cause I done made them tears roll down her eyes Being the gangster wasn't in her plan No mommy, what you expect is take a man to raise a man And you praying to Jesus, ma, he can't move mountains Rip back the living room, need new couches That's why I'm out here, day and night, night and day I know I got a price to pay, but fuck it, that's my life so hey, I'm from a block where you be dead for respect Little niggas picking up they flag, rapping they sex OG's home from jail, extorting these rappers Gangsters in Hollywood selling coke to the actors And me, I'm still in it, trying to make a meal in it Shit pissing me off, but I'm forced to deal with it Hey, and my niggas in jail don't think shit's well for me The way shit looking, they might have a cell for me And these niggas thinking it's pressure gonna break me But now I'm going G-Mac and just see where life takes me my life Growing up I had to go through hell Go through hell I had to worry about surviving in the hood That's right You looking at me thinking shit is all good Uh-uh You never know how I made it through I made it This is something that came to do That's right I gotta make it I gotta, uh-huh. gotta make it I'm telling you Up the block was the pimps Down the block was the whores Around the corner was the weed Down the block was the raw They always used to say that young chick was got until that girl started giving niggas that shit The life of a sick of kids Picking up liquor stores Till he turned into a wino Hanging around liquor stores Man, this shit a war I know you've seen this before Bitch on crack Baby running around with pissy drugs She the baby mother of a nigga locked up Wondering why she ain't wrote him Cause she out here smoking And she ain't taking care of his son That's number one And he's stressing Just got charged with another gun I know niggas that's on the run And niggas in they cell Looking at the XXL like I was just with Rel Niggas would be in the yard With the gangsters and blood He ain't have too many fights But I knew he was tough He used to say he was gonna go home Get in the game, live it up And when he walked out the jail Can't go and pick him up He did God damn, that shit really happened I guess gangsters, they can make it really rapid I'm here for a reason Don't ever dispute that If a nigga ever shot at me I shot back and shoot back My presence is felt Don't stick around for nothing A stand-up nigga who won't sit down for nothing Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Number one, the 14th Amendment is very questionable as to whether or not somebody can come over, have a baby, and immediately that baby is a citizen. Uh, okay? The court has pretty much said you're that right. it reads an immigrant well, there. This, this is a minority legal Chris, opinion you're talking about. There are about. many people that totally feel that they that may are, want look, it that way amending is too big a deal it's going to take it'll be two terms i'd be in my second term or my eighth year by the time assuming everything went smoothly because to amend the constitution takes a long time but i believe especially on a very divisive issue. i believe you can win it legally okay i believe you can win it legally and in any event the parents have to leave nobody has done more for the black community than Donald Trump. And if you look, with the exception of Abraham Lincoln, possible exception, but the exception of Abraham Lincoln, nobody has done 
what I've done. Criminal justice reform. Obama and Joe didn't do it. I don't even think they tried because they had no chance at doing it. They might have wanted to do it, but if you had to see the arms I had to twist to get that done, it was not a pretty picture, and everybody knows it, including some very liberal people that cried in my office. They cried in the Oval Office. It's a very, it makes me sad because I am, I, I am the least racist person. I can't even see the audience because it's so dark, but I don't care who's in the audience. I'm the least racist person in this room. Okay, Vice President Biden, Abraham, let me ask you very quickly, and then I have a follow-up question for you. Please. Abraham Lincoln here is one of the most racist presidents we've had in modern history. He pours fuel on every single racist fire, every single one. He started off his campaign coming down the escalator saying he's going to get rid of those Mexican rapists. He's banned Muslims because they're Muslims. He has moved around and made everything worse across the board. He says to the, about the poor boys, last time we were on stage here, he said, I told him to stand down and stand ready. Come on. This guy has a dog whistle about as big as a foghorn. President Trump, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to respond, and then I have a follow-up. No, he made a reference to Abraham Lincoln. Where did that come in? I mean, you said you're that, Abraham Lincoln. No, no, where did that? No, no. You said, I said not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody right. done what I've done for the black community. And I'm saying, I didn't say I'm Abraham Lincoln. I said not since Abraham Lincoln has anybody done what I've done for the black community. Now, you have done nothing other than the crime bill, which put... Oh, God. That tens of thousands of black men, mostly, in jail. All right. Let me, you know let what? Me, let me they ask remember Vice it President because if you look at what's happening with the voting right now, let me ask they Vice remember President that Biden you treated them about. very, very badly. Uh, the mighty set. Santana, what's up? More like a movement you need to be in tune with. Killer the dawn, what's good? Crack music, crack Sentimental had cocaine in the rent. Nothing sweet, but all my sweets are presidential. Dead presidents, I'm done with residential. What I mean, man, I bought my own zip code. Oh. 
leave me alone, I go flip mode Don't care if you black with a big nose White with pink toes Just how the shit goes The kid with the sick flow Jewelry, got Bruce Leroy Slash Slick Rick Glow Fuck is you, Negro This crazy information for anybody who ever been aggrieved this information for anybody who ever had an issue right and wasn't able to get justice this information for people uh, with black skin white skin yellow skin brown skin green skin red skin this information for everybody okay so don't just limit this people who are Moors, right, or, 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 you know, or anything like that, right? Understand that this information can help a lot of people, man. We live in a very diverse country, okay? Everybody needs a little bit of help. So let's just put that out there. Now, let's get back to it, right, because we're talking about equity tonight, and I'm going to give you all some information. Um, that you can use, right? Because you know I got to do that, right? When we when we talk about these things. Now, real quick, let's just let's just look at this equity thing, right? Now, the importance um, formally attached to a prosper classification of subjects, right? Of equity jurisdiction no longer exists in the state. It's now immaterial. So whether the matter no longer exists, um, you know, now or existed before, that's all the material, right? So in controversy, um, you know, it, it, it deals with equitable remedies or a statutory jurisdiction of the court. So if it's within some type of equitable bounds, right, basically it's unimportant whether the jurisdiction be exclusive or concurrent, okay? So as a result, all of the what they call the truce learning in the books that we do, right, on the lines of what they call it demarcation between the different grounds of jurisdiction, all of that shit has ceased to exist. So the legal complex or the technicalities or um, the dialect discriminations on the subject of jurisdiction, right, with which the what they call the great jurist of England in America – dealt with over 
about five different centuries, right? All of that shit is null and void. It's no longer perplexed, right? So, for convenience of consideration, the jurisdiction of chancery courts has now construed, can be divided into, number one, the equitable or inherent, and two, the statutory. So the equitable or inherent jurisdiction of equity includes all of the matters, right? whether purely equitable in nature or having characteristics both equitable and legal jurisdiction, over which is derived exclusively or chiefly from the inherent powers of courts of equity, which means that if you've got a problem with driving or traveling, I should say, let's, let's, let's call it traveling. Okay, your ingress and your regress is being restricted. Okay, then 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 guess what? If ingress and regress is being restricted, then you're supposed to be able to deal with that in the court of equity. Okay, so the statutory, or let's go even further, right? The the fact that they're trying to make people show vaccine cards. That's the HIPAA law, by the way. But they're trying to make people show vaccine cards to get into certain places. Okay? It's an inherent right. I don't have to disclose my medical information to you. Okay? Now, the second part right, of consideration when we deal with equity is statutory. So this includes all of those matters, whether equitable in their characteristic or purely legal in their nature. So jurisdiction over which is derived exclusively or chiefly from statutes. Okay? So the equitable or inherent jurisdiction of the Chancery Court generally is considered, right, it does with jurisprudence, the procedure of the Chancery Court, and all of this is constituted as a part of law. Okay, of, of the people who brought them their laws from England, right? And they came over and set up colonies in places um, like the Carolinas or um, New England, right? Or uh, New Hampshire or New York, those different places, right? When people were coming over here as settlers, okay? The shit, the, the, the old Mayflower shit, right? So when the colony became a state, Jurisprudence was recognized, and its administration provided for its constitution. So then in 1782, right, the legislature conferred the jurisdiction upon the court. So then it gave the court's jurisdiction. So Tennessee, being part of North Carolina, that jurisprudence became part of law as well, and then they became a state. So both the deed of secession and the act of admission by Congress made laws of North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, all of those different states that made them um, part of one, right, where they were able to then have courts of equity. Okay, so the procedure has been modernized, right, so and they simplify shit now. So trust me, if you were trying to go to the court of equity and get redress for grievance 200 years ago, you would have a problem, right? So the procedure has been changed, right, and a lot of particulars are you know, you can see that and and how they do things. So the jurisprudence has no particular um, no particular bounds anymore, if you will, right? So the original jurisdiction derived through the colony and then the state of, right, from equity jurisdiction from England. And this is called the inherent jurisdiction of the court. So this deals with contra or what they call it, uh, contradistinguishment, if you will, right? 
and this deals with statutory jurisdiction. So the Chancery Court is supposed to continue to have all the powers and privileges and jurisdiction, right, properly and rightfully, okay, to the Court of Equity. So I need y'all to really understand something, right? Like I told y'all before, um, you're still dealing with the church. You're still dealing with England, okay? Unless you, unless you have, have fully set up your trust, right, you are still in the English jurisdiction. Okay, so the inherent powers, privileges, jurisdiction of the chancery courts within their respective and local jurisdictions are identical, okay, with the equity powers, the privileges, and the jurisdictions of the high court of chancery in England, okay? So the chancery court is a superior court of general original jurisdiction of all cases or demand if it exceeds $50 and every matter of equitable cognizance, right? has met the, the prerequisite, okay? It fits the general inherent jurisdiction of an equity court, okay? So the whole inherent jurisdiction of chancery court, aside from its injunctive powers, can briefly be summed up in these four propositions. Number one, if a lawful and equitable contract be the subject matter of a suit, all the court can do is, number one, to equitably enforce the contract, or two, award the compensation for its breach, or three, require the party in default to do such act relative thereto as he in good reason and good conscience ought to have done without a suit. So equity does things that should have been done. Two, if there be no contract or the contract be inequitable, right, and the parties disagree as to their rights and duties, all the court can do is, one, require the party to default, okay, or refrain from doing what, um, what good reason and good conscience would require, or two, where injury has been done to make the defendant atone, therefore. Okay? So three, if any of the parties are under a disability and one of the interests will be you know, promoted by the sale of their property or by the conversion of their money into other property or by using a portion of all of the what they call the corpus right, or their estate, Okay, for the maintenance or education of support, or if their rights need protection or enforcement on the application of a guardian or the next friend or the friend of the court, right? The court will then um, they'll do a couple of things. They'll decree for them what they what they in reason or in conscience would themselves do, right? Under no disability, and then two, they would require the parties who are what they call sui, sui juris. Right to do for those under disability. So basically, what in good reason and good conscience they should have done without a suit. All right? And four, if the parties are sui juris, whatever they consent to during the progress of the suit uh, will, if violate of no law, basically be, becomes binding on the court. And if it is so, the interest of an infant or a lunatic party to join in any lawful consent and the state of the pleadings permits. So the court can consent for an infant or a lunatic, right? Generally, where there's consent, the parties bind the court. And where there's no consent, the court binds the parties. Let me tell y'all something, man. Right? Because I've been seeing a lot of little sneaky shit that people be doing. Right? Like niggas are trying to audit you. You've seen a nigga try to put my name in one of these documents. What's wrong with you, nigga? Have that right there makes you a lunatic. Leave my shit alone. Go deal with your own estate. Right? I'm 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 not your savior. I ain't Jesus and I ain't gonna be that today or tomorrow or the next day. 
Okay? Deal with your own shit. Right? Go, I'll say it again. Deal with your own shit. Leave my shit away. Like I say, keep my name out your mouth, nigga. Right? Because I'm going to deal with my equity issue. As you should deal with yours. This is why the courts of justice are open. And it's supposed to remain open for you. Now, the equitable or inherent jurisdiction, right, that I just talked about. Right? The equitable or inherent jurisdiction um, are those of chancery courts. Right? So they include all cases of equitable nature where the debt or the demand exceeds $50. So these cases include, and I'll give you a list of them, suits resulting from accidents and mistakes, suits resulting from fraud, actual and constructive, suits resulting from trust, express trust, constructive trust, resulting trust, okay? Uh, suits for the specific performance of contract, suits for uh, reformation, re-execution, rescission, or uh, surrender of the written instrument, okay? Suits for accounting and for surcharging and falsifying accounts. Suits between partners and to wind up in an insolvent partnership, okay? Suits for administration and marshalling of assets. Suits for subrogation and substitution. Suits for enforcement of liens created by mortgages, deeds of trust, uh, sales of land on credit, uh, equitable consideration. Okay, suits by married women against their husbands, except for divorce. Suits against married women and minors in reference to their estates, not cognizable by law. And suits by wards against guardians, executors, administrators, others, people who are accounting or surcharging or falsifying an account. Suits for appointment and contribution. Suits for marshalling securities. Suits for relief against forfeiture and penalties. Suits for redemption of land or property. Suits to have absolute deed or bills or sale uh, or bills of sale declared to be mortgages. Suits for the construction and enforcement of wills and trusts. Suits to obtain and set off against a judgment in favor of a non-resident or somebody that's insolvent. Then you went into bankruptcy. Suits for discovery and uh, Perpetuation of testimony, suits to compel claimants to interplead, suits for equitable attachments and receivers, suits for what they call uh, the exit, Republica, okay? suits uh, where an injunction is uh, a substantial part of a relief, suits for establishment of execution and chair of charity, suits for a new trial after judgment of law, okay? suits to avoid judgments so declared and to avoid voidable judgments, suits to execute decrees and impeach decrees. Okay. And judgment suits to prevent the doing of an illegal or, or an inequitable act to the injury or complaint of the of the party's uh, property rights, the interest, or key attempt. That's a bill of equity. Okay, suits for exoneration or protection assurance, and all other suits where the defendant has done or is doing or is threatening to do some inequitable act to injury to the complaint or the complainant. And there is no adequate remedy, therefore, in any other court. Okay? This is equity. Now, if I'm talking about the statutory jurisdiction, okay, one of the persons um, in a state of idiots, lunatics, and other persons of not of sound mind, okay, so the chancery has jurisdiction over um, things like that, okay? The chancery has the the ability to step in when somebody wants to call you crazy. Okay? 
I'm, I'm telling y'all this because they did this shit to me. Listen, everybody hit a rough patch. I hit a rough patch in my life, all right? I went through some shit. Doesn't make me crazy. It doesn't mean anything. It just means, nigga, I went through some shit and it did it. You know, motherfuckers did shit to me on purpose. I'm just going to tell y'all my truth. Motherfuckers did shit to me on purpose to make me look crazy because I understand how this shit works. We got to stop him some type of way. And if they did this to me, I don't think they won't try to do shit to you. Two. Okay? And it's statutory. Any of the persons or states of infants and of appointments, the removal of guardians. What do you think the whole thing about being a minor is about? Three, the suits of the partition, sale of estates, heirs, and tenants in common. Four, suits of the sale of the descendant of, of a descendant's land at the instance of his personal representative or creditors if the personal property is sufficient to satisfy the death of the estate. Five, suits of the allotment of a, do- of a dower. Six, Suits of the appointment of an administrator of a, of a, of a uh, decedent's estate when six months have elapsed since his death, and no person will apply to the county court and can then be procured to the administrator in the usual way. Seven, suits to enforce the payment of legacies and uh, disturbance of shares. Okay. Jurisdictions concurrent with the circuit court. Okay. So then, if we think about the circuit court, right? The circuit court. Um, they, they deal with certain type of cases as well, right? So they'll deal with shit like divorce and alimony, um, the sale of estates, right? The heirs, right? So the dowry. They deal with all this t- type of stuff. So you got to understand there's a statutory jurisdiction here, right? And then there's a chancery jurisdiction. Um, so because of our time, I'm going to open up the call lines, right? But before I open up the call lines, I want to drop something on you. And this may be something that you've never heard of before, but this will be useful to some people. 15 U.S. Code 780, okay? And this with the Office of Private Grievances, right? And it said that the administrator shall establish and maintain the Office of Private Grievances and redress, headed by a director, to receive and evaluate petitions filed in accordance with subsection B of this section and to make recommendations to the administrator for the appropriate action. So petition for special redress, relief, or other extraordinary assistance, nature remedy, any person adversely affected by any order, rule, regulation, um, or, or anything that's issued by the administrator in carrying out the functions assigned to him under this chapter may petition the administrator for a special redress, relief, or other extraordinary assistance, or in addition to any privilege or right, right, to seek redress or grievance. So for brothers that have lost their right, um, after say you spend time in jail, you get out. They don't want to give you your rights back. What do you think the equity court is for? Okay. See, the administrator shall submit to the secretary for the inclusion of the annual report required by Section 7267 of Title 42, a statement on the nature and the number of grievances which have been filed, and the action taken and relief provided pursuant to this section. He shall make recommendations to Congress from time to time concerning the legislative or administrative actions which may be taken to better assist persons adversely affected by the energy shortages and to just to distribute to distribute more equitably the burdens resulting from any measures adopted. Alright? So I want y'all to uh, sit on that shit. Let it marinate for a while. Call lines wide open. 347-989-0194. Hop in the holler at me. 
talk about it tonight. All right, let's go three one four two eight zero in line. And then he hung up. <laughs> I got your number though, homie. We calling them after the show. Let's go to nine one seven eight zero four. On the line. Peace to the gods. What's happening? Peace to the gods. Hey man, I'm so thankful for large sums of money that come to me ASAP and easy. Oh, Big. Yo, it yo, I, I ain't gonna lie. It's so hard to keep up with you because you be dropping so much stuff. Like, I'm sitting over here writing notes. Do you know how much stuff you be dropping, guys? No, how much stuff do I be dropping? <laughs> when I look, when I tell you I start off with a blank sheet of paper, hey, I be so mad right before you answer the phone lines because I gotta flip the paper over and write down more damn questions and statements. Hey, bro, this information is so important, man. I mean, it's just you know, I'm just, I'm just giving to y'all with the capacity to give to y'all, man. You know, not, I'm not giving you nothing. I'm not dealing with myself. Oh, yeah? Okay, well, I guess everybody about to be mad at me because I got some questions. <laughs> Boy, I got some questions. So, look, so you said uh, the Code of Noir, right? That's what mm-hmm. you started off with, the Code of Noir, right? That's correct. Now, in Spanish, Code of uh, Noir means not to go, Right. And it also flips around and translates to uh, the masculinity version of it is Negro. Uh-huh. Right? That's the masculinity version of it, which is ironic because, you know what I'm saying, Negro, and then you flip it on his head, and that's not to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what you think about that type? You know what I'm saying? Like, Negro, not to go, code of Noir. Right? Well, okay. So, so, so let me let me point something out to you, right? Um, where's the French Quarter? Here, so okay, better yet, let me, let me say it like this: Here in the mm. United States of America, where where would we say the French quarters are? Where are the French quarters? Yeah, where where's the French quarter at? Uh, they definitely ain't in the United States of America, anyway. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like they not over here; they over overseas. New Orleans, brother. New Orleans. Oh, New Orleans. I ain't even put that. I, I ain't even put that together. And New okay. Orleans has okay. what they call what parishes. What do you call correct? Right, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the Code of Noir was 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 a decree that was passed by the French king. Okay, so right, remember the king's conscience. So when you're dealing with the code, I call the Hamblambi, any of these codes, the Code of Noir was a French code, and the French held territory where in Louisiana. All right, so they set up parishes. Okay. Yes. What's a parish, brother? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I, 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 it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't spit it out. But I, I'm, I'm familiar parish with. Parish is a but, territorial um, division, right? Corresponding territory. to a county or state. It's a Christian church. It's a small administrative district, typically having its own church and a priest or a pastor. It's a parish, right, 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 right. So, so that's like the king's chamber, right? It's, it's, there you go. So, the code of the wall, mm-hmm. right, 
like the black code was put in place. Right. Like the Crip code <laughs> who control people of color. It was put in exactly. it was put in place. It was specifically put in place by the church. This is why motherfuckers wonder, are you Christian or are you Muslim? Or are you Buddhist? What's your religion? My religion love. Right? right? My religion show everybody right. because once once they can lock you down into a religion, they can then lock your money up. Or they can lock your right. ass up. Right, they can hold you to one or the other. You know what I'm saying? They can hold you to one of them creeds. Where is there exactly. in, in, in where's there you know, in the whole code of love that that that, that teaches hate, you know. Yeah, you know, even yeah, even, yeah. Uh, even Buddhism. I mean, mm-hmm. Buddhism. Religion, you might want to go to Buddhism. You know, but nobody talking about being intelligent. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking about you know what I'm saying where they said uh, the king's chambers, which is known as hell, which is right under where the court is. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you, come on, dog. I've been with you for a while. You know, you know what I'm saying. That popped right back up. Like, oh shit! It's hold on a second. It's ecclesiastical. Yeah, what we talking about? Just what I'm saying, man. People gotta realize, you know, you want that money that you trying so hard to get. Everybody trying, everybody trying to get to the end game. I just want, I just want to pay my birth certificate and then get to the money. Well, good luck, my nigga, because you guess what you got to go through to get to that. Right, right. Because once you know, what I'm saying, once you get the the uh, once you get the door open to that status. Cause that broke down what you were talking about with the home rule. You know what I'm saying? Once you get to the home rule, they're gonna hold you higher to that level, and you gotta. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Do you know who who controls? Um, before you, okay. What do you call uh, the KKK? Matter what's the KKK stand for? Um, in the everyday senses, but they flying our flag anyway. You know what I'm saying? They just turned it on the side. Okay. So the KKK are nice, right? <laughs> so, yep. so as, you know, and they they, they target who? African Americans. They targeting Jews. They targeting immigrants. They targeting leftists. They targeting homosexual people. They targeting Catholics. They targeting Muslims. They targeting atheists. It targeted okay. everything that's not pure white on white. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So, so understand that that there's levels to this shit, right? And there's a reason why they they like to use the Bible as well, right? They believe in burning crosses and all that shit. I need y'all, I need y'all to really get what I'm saying here, right? There's levels Yo, to this shit. I'm on point. You got to, I'm on point. I'm you on got point to, with you. You got to go through the chapter. <laughs> You gotta go through the church, right? And 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 depending upon what jurisdiction you in, your church might be, or the church you gotta go through, or the the ecclesiastical group you gotta go through, just might be the goddamn KKK, the king's conscience, right? Right, right, or, right, right. Or it, or it might be a parish. But and that boils down to the status that you in, right? Yeah, that listen. That also go back to the status you in. They've been trying to put me back into into the system for quite a while because they call me a nuisance, call me a pest. I'm look. 
You 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 could uh you put Ali on the end of your joint. I'm gonna call you the uh, enlightening one. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real, because you dropping that knowledge. I appreciate it. I thank you. I'm humbled by that. But you know, I, listen, bro. I ain't. I don't need to be. There's information for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, yes. Dig it. It's only for those that can listen to it, though. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got the ears and eyes for it, it ain't for you. Yeah, I've been listen. I've been a target to these people. I, it, you know, I, I, I walk with, I walk with thousands of ancestors behind me, you know, around me. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't walk around with no fear. But I'm telling you, like I've been a target with this information because um, I've, I've awoken, and the threat for me awakening people is a problem. They, they fucked my money up. Damn, they made me go broke. Fuck my business. Oh, yeah, up. they mad. Try to, they really mad make with you. Sick. <laughs> they mad with you. But, <laughs> but, but you, I'm protected. You can't stop a person this way. I got AIDS. Yeah. And, ancestors I, is all over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Come on, bro, what, what, what the hell I need aid from a man for when I got the aid of the most high? <laughs> exactly. 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 I'm just you know what I'm saying? Wanting, That's what they don't bro, understand. Bro, Listen, this is what I'm telling you, man. Y'all stop trying to do fucked up shit and do shit the right way. Be honorable. Because these people, they, they want a reason not to give you your money. They want a reason to kick you out of their sports clubs. They want a reason to not fuck They want to use your skin color as the first reason. Then they want to use uh, 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 where you come from as the second reason. And they want to use, you know, your activities as the third reason. You damn near, yeah, yeah, you yeah. better be living like, like like Jesus Christ out here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You need yeah, to Jesus. fucking walk that walk. Jesus Christ smoked weed and, and, and dated a whore. What you trying to tell him? Shit, he still got slaves. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> defeat them all. <laughs> he still he got slaves. He got delivered up to what, 30, 30 pieces yeah, of filth? Nine. Right. So I try to tell you, I ain't Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, some niggas I know took some silver to try to set me. You feel me? Just put it out. Come on, man. So, ain't nobody perfect, so, man. Oh, you know? where's the equity in that shit? So, so let me just put it to you like this, right? <clears throat> this information mm-hmm. is everybody. Because if it, ha- if it can happen to me, and I'm just a nigga who's teaching. I'm not a nigga, but I'm a boy. So I'm saying that colloquially. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's the colloquially. That's a colloquial term that we use. Okay, my brother's yeah. keeper, but I'm just another brother, man, trying trying to educate you. I'm just here to make you think. Mm-hmm. But but listen, mm-hmm. what we said before we get too far off the subject, let me bring it back home. The 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 the, the parish, right? Where and I'm glad you brought up New Orleans, right? Um. Because it, it, it deals directly with what we're talking about, right? The ecclesiastical unit. It's a subdivision. Even in Britain, it's a subdivision. It's a ecclesiastical parish. So I need you to understand that when you want to get a real redress, you're going to still have to go through the church. Still going through the church. Right. But right. you invoke me, bringing the bishops down. Yeah, yeah. Look, let me ask you this question because I've always wondered this, right? So, you know, y'all teach us to study the Constitution. And one of the first couple lines in the Constitution says you got the common rights of Great Britain, right? Right. So we know they broke away from Great Britain to create their own. And then that's the lawyers right. got to actually that's pass the bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, um, 
why is Great Britain holding everything down that they took an oath to? Well, I think you got to look at it like this, right? The Empire of Morocco was was sitting over here, and that seat was pretty much, you know, it was there, but there wasn't too many moors around uh, at that time, you know, really making the movement happen, right? A lot of us had got gotcha. involved in politics. Gotcha. Uh, a lot, a lot of us got swept up in, you know. I mean, you think about this. Right? Those of us, those of us who got swept up into the war, but that lost our land. Because once you lose your land, right, your sovereignty is limited. Right, right. They limit your sovereignty. And you use the word sovereignty because you know that that claims like. This is where you actually are. You know what I'm saying? Like if you stop using very loose. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt, hundred percent. But if you stop, very loose. If you sovereign, you have the right to do certain things. Oh Not yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, be, being sovereign is a lot more than just talking. It's a lot more than just paperwork. You know, oh, it's about yeah. your, it's, 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 remember, it's about your conduct. It, it, yeah, thank you, thank you. I was about to say it's all about how you actually operate. You know what I'm saying? It is in your yeah. conduct. Yeah, it's about your conduct, and it's also that's why I said it's about how you treat people too, man. You know, yeah, you you want to be sovereign means being the king. So so, so that that also or, or the emperor or the pharaoh. So 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 it means mm-hmm. having 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 ultimate conscience of being able to decide what's right and wrong. And, and minors can't decide that. That's why they decided for you and give you privileges. Because they think you can't decide. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So that runs into my next question because I was going to ask, like, when you, when you spoke about um, being too poor to come into court, because anything over $50, you're supposed to come into court. And I know in my constitution, or the constitution for Maryland, it says anything over $20. You're supposed to have free yeah, equity in the court. Twenty dollars too. I mean, you know, I was speaking on, yeah. on older equity laws that. Deal, I mean, I'm not in the Carolinas, but that dealt with the Carolinas, you know. But those are older equity laws. But yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah, straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, they don't even let me in the court no more, man. They, they run the name. Nope, not him. Nah, he always asks for a trial by jury. Nah, we ain't giving that information out there. Shut him down. Just dismiss whatever was going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, because because they they know who people are, bro. They don't think these people are stupid, bro. You know, I mean, there's there's little private clubs and cliques, and you know, they got little covens and groups. And trust me, once you become on their, once you get on their radar, you either gonna get down or lay down. Yeah. So my question after that is. What did they do before 1782 for, like, laws, of, I mean, not uh, laws, but uh, court of equity? You said it was 1782, oh. so what did they do before that? Did well, we still have, I knew they had courts of well, equity, we, but we were Muhammadan law. We was under Muhammadan law. That's why you got, you got to get that ah, book. Ah, okay, okay. You got, okay, you got to make sense. You got to get the book. You got to get the book called White Cargo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hit. I'm sharp on that. I'm sharp on that. I already yeah. read that. Very sharp in that. Look at the Berber, yeah. Go, go look at the Berber Wars, man, and and, and yeah. indentured servitude, right? <laughs> and, and, and 
you know how 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 you know we had servants, you know, and they they exactly. came over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking about you that know, was with the uh, going back the Dutch Indian slave trade, right? Yeah, you you going back to 1640s with the with the Caribbean slave trades and the plantations, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, the, the the European sugar wars and and uh, what they called the, the the Barbadians, the Dutch Jewish uh-huh. traders. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We talking about people yeah. who was cultivating. So, so, so a lot of these people, at, cert- at a certain point in time, they were they were what they called the booty, right? Pirates. They were what? What do you, you call them? What do you say? They were, they were the booty. They were the pirate. They, they, they were the oh, the, the yeah, prize the booty. Pirates. They were the, the, the prize. <laughs> they were the prize. I'm just. I mean, that's just. <laughs> I'm not talking about, you know, a butt. I'm talking about the booty, the pride. Yeah. You know, go watch the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah. The treasury chest. You know what I'm saying? That's what they was going you, for. Yep. So, I mean, a lot of these people, you know, and, and this is the reason why they had to do things like the, the Treaty of Peace and Friendship far back as the 1700s. Why? Because... We was taking that shit from them, and, and we was making them indentured servitude, uh, indentured servitude. Right. Yo, you know they got they got one uh, what's it, one island left right now that's got the original inhabitants, and can't nobody go over the jump. But I can't remember the name of it. You know what I'm talking I know what about? I thought yeah, because because they uh, anytime they try to come, they get pierced with arrow, arrows and yeah, shit like they, that. They pierce them with arrows before they get there and put and put the joint on fire. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, exactly. I, seen, I seen one time they tried to get in people a pig, and they took the pig mm. and they should, they set that motherfucker yeah. on fire and burnt it right on the island, right where they left it at. They was like, we don't want this shit. Keep the fucking pig. Hell yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. I can't even think of the name of it, but I know it's a, yep. Hell yeah. Right. By the way, if you still hey, have hey, pork, um, check The Guardian at Lidham, right? At Lightham at Lidham. Guardian at Lightham. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you, dog, I've been taking notes. So, um, I ain't gonna lie. I did my work, you know what I'm saying? I sent my uh, recidivist signature in and actually fired him, right? But my sister now is asking me, how do I do her paperwork on firing her kids, guardian ad litem, so that she actually has control? And I kept telling her, I was like, young, so you know how to walk this walk. You got to just motherfucking roll with it. You know what I'm saying? Then hit me up yeah. when you got some court shit. Because if you try to cross that line, they're going to bust your ass until you know how to yeah, do it. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing about the guardian that light. And the guardian light is normally yeah. pointed by the court, right? Um, you know, and they, so they, they hold roles to investigate um, the solutions that will be in the best interest of the child. Right? Um, right. And... One of the things I think a lot of people tend to overlook is is the fact that uh, you you don't have to have um, a guardian ad litem. I mean, you can appoint. This is why a trust is important. You can appoint a trust. That's what I was. That's exactly what I was going to ask. I was going to say, is it best to just go ahead and set your trust up and then operate from there? Because if you don't have of a course, trust, you try to fire him, the best. still considered a stateless being, right? Yeah, well, that's one of the best things that you could do is set up a trust. You know what I mean? And this is where the executorship comes in. This is where the administrator comes in. This is where 
the uh, and, and this is this is typically dealt with in orphans court, right? That's why they yeah. wonder why they call it orphans court. They call it orphans court because they consider everybody to be ends. Everybody can Yeah. Everybody they can't handle their own affairs. Right. Right. So so you can, right. you can you can find any of these different roles to someone um to manage that person's estate. Right, right, right. I did it. You, you know what I'm saying? You did drop that. You know what I'm saying? I was looking at you was talking about disability for the corpus of a state. Yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which we know everybody's rocking on the corpus joint. You know what I'm saying? I just don't understand how people don't understand that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you go into court, either you a defendant, and then you got a motherfucking decedent. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the same thing, but it's all on how Correct. you operate. Correct. Correct. So yeah, you know I'm saying like the way thing about that. The way too, y'all right? teach is actually um y'all teach us how to do estate planning, you know what I'm saying? Planning for what the yeah. court is planning on probating, but y'all teach us how to take advantage of that and utilize it beforehand so that the court can't actually probate it. Correct. Shut it down in the exactly. Right, exactly. Well well that's the whole reason that's the whole reason why you set up a trust anyway, because they if you, so if you have a will and you don't have a trust, they're gonna probate the will regardless. If you have a trust set up, they won't. They will not probate the trust because everything is already set up. So so they go right the, 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 the directions that were set forth in that particular right. trust. And that's how right, they, right, that's right. how they go about it. If you're in the chat, you want to tune in. You got two minutes. Go ahead and call in. As we go into overtime, take some more calls. Um, but yeah, well, it's I mean, so that's, hard. It's so hard in Maryland because they won't let you actually put your trust in probate. It's a whole nother damn segment that you got to put your shit in for your trust. That's why you have to do a petition in probate yeah. to open up in the state file. And then you have yeah. then you have the administrator or whoever's over in the state go in and do that. I mean, I mean I'm telling you, bro, listen. Listen, y'all got to be careful, man. I mean, you know, we, we do these estates. Right, to try to manage our estates while we're alive. You know, like specifically with me, one of the things that they tried to do was say, oh, well, he already did it. Hey, we can just say he was dead and we kill him off. They tried to do this shit. <laughs> what? You know what I'm So, I mean, <laughs> this, this is serious. It's a serious, serious issue. And this is why you had to yeah. be on top of your shit. Right, so, right, because right. times in life you don't get a second chance to fix shit. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, yeah, so you know what I'm saying? It's all it's very simply correctly. Um, don't don't misuse the information. Use it use it correctly, you know. And that's why it's okay to set up an estate and a trust and all of that because the fact is is that you are the living estate. Right. Fact, you know, fact. the trust, the trust. Living the state, you know that yeah. name. That name is just a name on a piece of paper, man. People change their name all day long, become another entity. That's right. You added Ali to yours. You know what I'm saying? I give you that because you got big motherfucking uh, big teachings going. So big ups on that. Congrats. Thank you, bro. No doubt. Okay. Last two drinks. You know what I'm saying? I know somebody else out there trying to get questions in, but um, <clears throat> can you explain more on the dower? And then before you do that, you said 15 U.S.C., 1580. 
And was that 1767 code you were talking about in there? We just went into overtime. Okay, you said the Dower. Yeah, break down the Dower for me, but 15 USC, 1580 to 72, uh, 7267 code. Yeah. That was in that yeah. 15 USC, 1580. Yeah, that's the one I gave you. Mm-hmm. But, but, so, yeah, well, first yeah, of all, a Dower basically just deals with a widow's share, right, of her husband's estate. What, what does the widow get? Right. But see, I ain't hot, okay? I let it be. So I'll tell you straight up, I, you know, I ain't got nothing to do with that. But I was actually talking to my pop back just earlier, right? Like, think about somebody <laughs> like Dr. Dre, right? Think about, like, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre's got to give oh, her his wife. Yeah, yeah he got to he give her. And he if he dies money. before her, how much more money does she get? Okay. So uh, that's what a dower is. Dower is the provision that is recorded by law to give, um, you know, by a husband or his family to a wife to give her support in the event that she should become that, a widow. Did that come from the court of equity or did that come from like a uh, statutory court? Well, a dower? Uh, you know, no, no, no. Uh, with, with, uh, with Dr. Drake. Did his drink come from um, court of equity, or did that come from like you know what? You know what? I don't know, but I, but if I had if I had to take a guess, they they weren't in a court of equity. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't. Family court, family court ain't the court of equity. Yeah, yeah. Remember, separation of powers is even with child support. You know, Absolutely. that's why child support crucial because it's a violation of separation of powers. Oh, absolutely. Look, I, I tell you what, with your studies, I'm going to be back on and drop my damn testimony. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, please do. I'll be back on I'll be back on and drop my testimony. testimony. All right, come back and drop it. No doubt. Peace, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for calling. No doubt. Peace. All right, well, I, I ain't even made no announcements to all these people long. I got a St. Louis seminar coming up, and I got a seminar coming up um, in Philly. So if you'd like to attend, and you're going to be in one of those states uh, in the month of October, we'd love to see you come out. All right? Let's go to 314-280. You're on the line. Peace to the God. What's up, brother? Peace to the God. Peace to the God. How you doing, my brother? I'm well. I got this. I'm a but. I'm just uh, that's, 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 You sound well too, my brother. That you 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 was dropping it, and I got a question for you. What where? How do you get into equity court? You, well, well, first of all, um, you have to invoke the jurisdiction of of the equity court, right? When you when you actually get there. Well, equity court is is probate court, so um, you know you have to petition. You have to petition to get into that court. And just like I read, like the brother asked me to read it, and I'll read it again for you. Um, Hold on, let me pull it up. All right. 15 U.S.C. 780 deals with Office of Private Grievances, right? So you can deal with the administrator of private grievances, okay, Um, in your state. If you if, so, let's say that you petition to get in, right? But you're not able to get certain things done. You can petition the Office of Private Grievances. You can petition the court and ask specifically for them to open up the equity jurisdiction, the chancery jurisdiction, the petition of chancery. 
So it just depends on where you at because it's different in every jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. They call it something, right? So here in Missouri or in Kansas, right, in the areas where I'm at, they would call them a court. They would call them the probate court. But then when you get in the probate court, you have to petition for them to open up the equity jurisdiction or the chancery jurisdiction. I like the word chancery. I think chancery gets right to the point. Mm-hmm. Then understand one chancery. That judge really becomes the bishop. He becomes the king's conscience. Bishop okay. Knight Rook. Right. Right. <laughs> they put the knights on the front line. Uh-huh. Knights to your look at it like this: your knights to your police officers. Right. By the time you get to the bishop, yeah. you call the king and the queen. Okay. Okay. So, so, so you got to go through probate court. I, I'm in Missouri, so I go through the probate court. In Missouri. Yeah, you got to go through probate. Yeah, you gotta go through probate in Missouri. That's right. And then you gotta open okay. up. You gotta open up that that, that chancery jurisdiction through petition. But it, it, you have a constitutional right to petition for a redress for your grievance. Uh huh. It's the first. So the first amendment. When you say when you say petition, are you are you putting putting a a, a bill of complaining? Okay, I like that. That's a that's another good point. Those are called bills of equity, right? So you you okay. put in a bill of equity that includes a petition. That's include. I should say it's inclusive in a petition. Okay. Okay. So a, a bill yeah. of equity is the declaration, okay, or the complaint where you're actually um, where the relief is demanded. So you're demanding some type of relief. So it's a petition. Mm-hmm. It's, or they call them sometimes they call them bills of lady. Okay. Okay. I was some heavy research on bills of equity. If I were you, but I mean that's bill of key attainment. It's another one. You know, if you're a surety, you know, it's called bill of key attainment. So if you're a surety and you're worried about somebody doing something against you as a surety, right? That that could uh-huh. affect your rights. The bill of key attempt comes in place. Okay. This is heavy right shit there. that we do. How you spell that? Uh, key attempt. Key key K I Q I A T I M E T. Q I what? Q I A. Attempt. Q I A. Yeah. Q I A. There's a lot of people. Q Q I A T I M E T. Oh, T I M. Okay. That's just okay. that's just one of them, man. That's you know, there's there's a ton of these things, but um, that basically. So, and I'll read it to you. It says, "Kid Timmit is a phrase meaning because he fears or apprehends. Kid Timmit is the technical name of an equitable remedy, which can be extremely valuable to the surety." Mm-hmm. This is, this is. I mean, this is. Y'all want to talk equity? This is equity here. This is where the equity right. jurisdiction is. And this thing is deep, bro. This is just. Uh, I mean, we we gonna have to do a series of shows on this subject because you know we don't. Yeah, I'm just surface. 
We just barely scratching it. I know. I've been reading on equity, man, and it is, it, it, you know. Oh, Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's why this applies to people of color. This applies to everybody, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, yeah. you know, Indians, whoever you want to call. Hell, even Native Americans should be should be in equity court. But you know, but you know what they did for them is they gave them a probate process to go get their land back, to go get a lot. Back. They gave them a process. They gave them uh-huh. a process because they knew the problem one day. So they had to give them a process so they couldn't come back and be sued because they never opened the door up. Right. Right. So leave the door. Leave one, the door. Walk the bitch. Yeah, they have to give them a, 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 some kind of redress. Uh, you gotta have. So when are you coming to St. Louis? Uh, I'm looking at New St. Louis. Um, I have it tentatively. So it was tentatively scheduled for 9-11. Um, but I believe, um, and I was over for that day, I'm going to push it back. Um, uh-huh. I, got some other, I got some other stuff going on as well. So we're looking for October. We're looking for October for St. Louis. So okay. It would def- definitely be the first um, or the second week in October. I'll have a flyer out this week for it. Okay. Okay. Now, now your schedule, your schedule is uh, on Friday. You 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 throw down at at what time? Yeah, we on on Holy Day on Fridays. All right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ten ten a.m. Eastern. I mean, yeah, yeah. Ten a.m. Okay. Eastern. Okay. Uh, Nine a.m. Standard Time. All right. Uh-huh. And Sunday, seven p.m. Eastern. Okay, I'm on, I'm on. I'm on Midwest time, so I'm always, you know, I'm an hour, you know, I'm an hour behind when we start. But um, 10 a.m. on Friday, 7 p.m. on Sundays. Okay, okay, my brother, my my brother. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get this party started. Let's get it started. Uh, yes, sir. And equity, but you know. And, Sir, it's good to hear your voice, man. Likewise, likewise, my brother. And I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be. Oh, yeah, they in the room. Yeah. I, I will. Uh, cha uh, cha. They, they, they in the room. Uh, Joey, Joey, send you the greeting. Open the door. <laughs> They in the room playing. Joe, Joe, Joey, send you the greetings. Hi. Tell him I said greetings. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. We got love. Okay, my brother. All right. Peace to the gods. Let's go to uh, 310-403. You on the line. Yeah, peace, Joe. What up, man? Peace. Peace. That was beautiful. The the generation is giving their love right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> On the spot. Exactly. What's up, man? You hear me knocking? Peace. Then open the door. Being a PlayStation. What up, peace, guys? <laughs> I like that. I like that. 
No, man, I just I really just called in to talk shit, but uh, uh, no, yeah, yeah, shout out to the last couple callers, man. It it got me thinking. Uh, the other brother out out here in Maryland, you know, that's the homie right there. Um, but yeah, sure. man, I, I you know getting into the equity and all that. I know you I know you coming out to Philly, man. It, it's just a it's just a short little uh swing down the down yeah, the Maryland man, Philly. Come on out, come on man, out bro. I, but but. I mean, yeah, Maryland, Maryland, and uh, Pennsylvania. You know, in my research and, and trying to figure all this shit out, I, I realize they they got a lot in common with that court of orphans and all that stuff. So they do. I don't know they if it's exactly well. the same. Yeah, I don't know if it's exactly the same, but there's a, a, a few subtle differences. But but yeah, this this area needs another seminar, man. Yeah, man. You know what? I'm 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 gonna try to make my way to Maryland as well, but definitely Philly for sure. It's coming up because. We were supposed to do Philly last year, right before COVID, or right right after we thought COVID ended and all that shit. And so I'm I'm making my way back up there, man. Right. So I definitely okay. I'm excited, yeah. man, to be, come and you know and teach people, man. So you know, cause we need it. Yeah, Maryland got something to say. Yeah, <laughs> but you already know. Yeah. There's a lot of them out here, yeah. And it's, a little bit, it's a little bit different than a lot of other states. A little, you know, they make it a little more complicated than some of these, uh, you know, like New York, Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland. It's a little, some some things a little harder to deal with. They know? do. They, they make it a little bit more complicated, and they and they do all this for a reason because they don't they don't want to lose um, the state that they have in people. Ever seen that movie? Yeah. Any new state? I mean that that movie. Well, Smith did a, you know, that movie was a hell of a movie because it was based on real shit, you know. They don't, they, they don't want to, they don't want to lose their, their chattel. You know. Out here, I mean, shit even varies from county to county. Like, you might be able to get something in in one county and the other county give you the, give you the highs and the stiff arm. You know, oh, I'm, I'm well aware of it. Yeah, because you got to yeah. remember that what happens is, is some counties are holding more wealth than other counties. Yeah. They realize, oh shit, him in this county, he can come in here and fuck this shit up. Mm-hmm. He can hit them coffers. That's what they're really worried about is the coffer accounts. Yeah. They're worried about you finding out. Oh shit, he he's got access. He he's always had access to his coffers or she. And if they hit these coffers, we in big trouble. Matter of fact, let me let me tell you how serious it is. Um, about a year ago, here in Kansas City, they were hitting the coffers. Somebody was privately hitting the coffers up. To the point, it made the news. And they were begging people. They were literally on the news begging them. They said, they said look, we're running out of money in the coffers. Please stop. <laughs> hey, you know... You know hmm. what I'm saying? And I, I mm-hmm. happen to believe it might have been the people I know who might have been doing that shit. You wow. know, I'm sitting back, I'm sitting back amazed. I'm like, wow, they they now they're talking about this in the news. The city was running out of money because the county was getting drained of the coffers. So then I have to wonder who the fuck was draining the county of the coffers. That's a, that's the big question. Who? Because yeah. see, this information. This ain't new information. So somebody, somebody knew exactly what to do and how to get to them coppers. And that, that uh, um, what's his name? The um, 
Control of currency. Somebody hit that motherfucker up. Say, hey, release them funds, buddy. Now, now, would it be a fair assumption to say that the more people you can declare as incompetent or, or get on certain programs mm-hmm. and this and that, the more that you can tap into those costs? Hell yeah. I mean... That's why I was. That's why I was telling y'all. Like, I, listen, I don't tell my story, bro, because I want people to feel bad for me. I'm telling my story because it's the truth. If 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 they could make me look like I was incompetent and deranged just to get their hands on some money or to keep me from getting my hands on some money, you don't think they do that shit to other people? Right. That's why. That's why they. That's why they declare people monsters. That's why they declare you lunatics. Because they don't want you getting your hands on no money. They do that shit, man. Right off the bat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hope that the shit I had to endure, nobody ever has to endure. You know? Mm. It's pretty fucked up. You know? And and, and I I can write a book on that shit. But, you know, I'm 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 a true warrior. Spiritual warrior, dog. Straight up, so you know, and I teach this shit because my story will help other people. It will help you. It will help somebody else that's listening. You know, and, and maybe it can spark. It can help spark a positive change because they do do this shit to people, bro. They, they write this shit in their laws. I just saw I read it to you earlier. You know, in equity. Imagine mm-hmm. that. How you make me? How you declare me as being a lunatic, and you never even properly even evaluate? Who yeah. did you get your information from? What makes you think <laughs> I'm not capable of having my own commercial affairs? True. You know, but uh, but as, but as they say, the, the man that can 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 be happy with less can be happy with more. The man who does well with less does well with more. You know, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, you hope so. You hope so. You know, so, I mean, so they I, I feel, yeah, and I feel like that whole situation for them is so delicate because yeah. you could teach until you blew in the face, and probably 90% of the people ain't really gonna go through and do every single thing to get to where they need to get. But it's so They're delicate not. that they don't even want those 10% that you might actually reach to get it. You know, that's, that's when you realize how powerful it is. Yeah, bro. That's why, that's why they and that's, me all that's being generous. My name, bro. They break it all the way down. Yeah. I was told. I was. I was told personally that people didn't need my information, and that I needed to go work it out. And that you what? Yeah. I, I was told I needed to go work a job, and that, and that my information wasn't needed. It was too small of a portion of people who needed what I got to teach. You know. <laughs> You know, I'm thinking to myself like, well, you shouldn't me. You know, they they they're worried. Yeah. They were just worried about about you getting to the bottom line, which is that dollar. So you right now, that ten percent. Hey, come on, bro, that ten percent. Listen, I don't watch niggas around me die, bro. Oh. You know, this ain't no game. I'll say it again, this ain't no game. This ain't this ain't just you know some shit to do. You either gonna live by this shit or you're not. And if you're not gonna live by this, go get a job. 
for real. Go get a job. But but, but see, they 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 know me. I, I, I live and breathe what I speak. Every day. Yeah. You know? But I, you know, I agree with you. You're right. This shit, this shit does create an atmosphere where even that 10%, they don't want to be thinking so. That 10% could become a problem for them. Hell, hell, 2 3% becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is why I teach the law. You know, I teach the, the, the remedies that have been afforded because there are groups of people who do want you to have financial success. They want you to be wealthy because if you become wealthy and I'm wealthy and the next person's wealthy, right, we can all effectuate positive change. They don't want, they really don't want to have to pay our welfare to people. They don't like that shit. You think rich people want to pay? For your welfare? Hell no. They'd rather you be wealthy too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, there's a certain level of of control that you see. Oh that, yeah. You know, I kind of, I kind of wonder. It's almost like. Uh, it's almost like they got people in the in the crazy house and they don't realize they're in the crazy house and they get to tap in, they get to tap into their shit and you know, they get the salaries paid off of that and they take care of them. You know, it's it's yeah. like it's like yeah. it's like some of the people that, that adopt a bunch Come of on. kids for the money, you know what I'm saying? And they That's and they treat them like shit and they get to take all the money. That's right. It's kind of like motherfuckers living literally living off the coffers. I mean, think about the city. The city takes out general obligation bonds every year. Well, well, every couple of years, the city might take out $81 million, right? Who knows how many pockets that shit binds up. And then they turn around and they, and they make their subject citizens or their residents pay the bond back when shit like privileges. Well, we're going to give you the privilege to drive. We're going to give you the privilege to operate a motor vehicle. We're going to give you the privilege to own property, which you got to pay us. And then we're going to use the money that you pay us to pay back your money that we took out from the coffers that really belongs to you in the first place. So we're going to make you pay your own money back. What the fuck kind of logic is that? And if that's not stealing, I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Get you coming and going. Come on, man. I mean, think about this. They make you pay if you register your car. And they make you pay if you don't register your car. <laughs> they make you pay if you pay your property tax. They make you pay if you don't pay the property tax. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. At, at what point does the slavery end? This is why you see the country breaking down like it is. This, I mean, this yeah. is, you know, I, like, and, I'll, and I'll say it again. The federal <clears throat> people don't like the federal government, but ask yourself this. Who do you got to go to to get your nationality recognized? You got to go through the federal government. So the federal government, to me, seems to be like they're a lot more in line with, with, with at least opening the door to your freedom than the state. Most states are trash. Most of y'all states are trash. Not because they're not great places to visit, but because you got the people that's running them that don't care about your freedom. 
you know, I come from a free state, like I said, man. And they, they call me free a free stater or a jayhawker. You know, just I just happen, you know, to domicile on the other line. You know, so I'm one of the people who came to liberate. They don't like liberators, but, you know. Let's, well, let's I mean, honest. I mean, it's, Harry and Tubman, you can liberate a lot more people if they knew they were slaves. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's kind of, to me, when I look at it big picture wise, that's kind of common sense because, you you know, each each state is really a nation. So that's the first place you got to go infiltrate if you're trying to take something over and implement something. It's like if you're trying to take over a trust, where's the first place you're going to hit? You're going to go after the trustees. Go after the trustees. That's right. You know, that's, but, that's, but remember, man, every single person. Is under a, is under a, a SESTA K trust, which means that there's a trustee that's already over your estate from the job. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Now, would that be the trust that they set up for you? That's what I'm saying. I mean, but but where is that trust set up originally? Where's the original jurisdiction of your trust? It's in the county that you were born. In the county. Yeah. In the county. And what's in but the I county? Mean, that, but that's the, the one that they. That's like the one that they set up for you, or they trick you into setting up. Like, what if you know? I'm right. saying like, I, so I got a daughter. What if I go ahead and set up a trust for her, and you know, go through that whole process? And she yeah, never even it. uses that social once she gets to age, you know, once she gets to 18, she's doing that's her own saying. thing. So that's the whole point of, of invoking the, 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 the powers of the trustee and the powers of the trust. Mm-hmm. Because then you come forth and say, wait a minute, we administrating the estate here. We, we are doing it in this trust. So we need all of them securities back from y'all. We already got, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Donor did a webinar at Reach. He was teaching people that, which, you know, that's, that's in the security agreement and all that stuff. So you come forth with all of that already. You know, you say, hey, look, I already got all of this shit in play. You know, give me my shit. You know, yeah. I mean, and, that, and the security agreement shit has been talked for quite a while by a lot of different people. I think Joseph talked. You know, you, you know, you got you know, a lot of brothers who, you know, a lot of people have taught that, but how I many people have properly implemented it, have stepped to the, the control properly, right? And that's what, see, here's one of the things I got a problem with, is when people try to do it for you, let me do it myself, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what we got to get down to is... How do we administrate our own shit? Because other people will try to well, take your shit. Yeah, well, well, this is the this is the distraction to me. Is a lot of people get caught up in give me give me my shit, you know, give me that, give me that, instead of saying mm-hmm. I'm gonna just focus on making my own shit. Like, now, like the, like the time, now, like the time. that's another important aspect. Think about that, right? You can you have every right to create. Under Rule 144A, privacy, and the trust is very capable of doing that, right? 
And, and now, now, not to say that you don't have an equity stake in your securities that they created, right? But right. unless you right. step to them correctly, they own them, right? You can own yourself. Yeah. And they'll say, okay, we'll let you own yourself, but we, well, we own your money. So then you have to find another way to create those securities, okay? And this can right. be done as well. I'll figure that out. I'll figure that game out. I know how I know how that game works too. But it, it's stealthy. You gotta take your time with that. Because it's gotta be done yeah. correctly. Like I'd have Q sit numbers and all of that. Yeah. Well that's that's why that's why I say that to say is you can't get on if you're looking for somebody to put you on. You gotta put yourself on. But you, you, you know, it, it's probably it's probably the same as if you a producer or a record label or something. Nowadays, you're not looking for somebody that's just raw off the street. You're looking for somebody that already started their own thing up and got their own movement behind them and got followers and this and that. And then you can go get behind them or whatever. You know, it's the same thing. If you if you already doing your thing, you got your trust, and you started learning how to do your own thing, those securities that they made off of you in the past, that's probably going to fall right into your lap or you're going to know how to go after them and get them once you get that experience. Well, and that's the thing. Like I said, they, they'll try to keep a lot of that from you, you know, until you until you are aware how to how to fully take your shit back. So, you know, for me, it's just it's a it's a situation where once you learn what what needs to be done properly, you know, you you can you can really enhance, you know, what you need to do, you know, because like I said, I mean, securities are securities, you know, but they're not letting everybody run securities or deal with securities. You know, oh, and we gotta be careful dealing with securities, man. They don't play with that shit. They got they got really strict laws around dealing with securities. You know, black black folks like to play with that shit. You know, like they're playing with checking accounts. <laughs> you know, you can't you just can't do that. Shit. You got to do things the right way. So I would advocate doing it properly and researching it and, and thoroughly understanding it. You know, you might even want you might even want to get a trustee who has a securities license. You know, not necessarily you, but maybe somebody in your trust that can that can support and help you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, that'll be on your neck if you mess up on those. Because yeah, that that yeah. that becomes an issue of national security. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And that's why that's why I say you have to be careful what you do and how you do it. And I'll tell you like this. The IRS can be your best friend. The IRS has classes. Um, they do webinars on different organizations and how they can do security. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Look into that. Yeah, I was... Uh... Yeah, other than that, I was reading, uh, I finally started reading a little, it's like a little uh, couple of papers, I guess they put in a little book pamphlet type thing, Express Trust Under the Common Law, uh, Alfred Alfred D. Chandler, I was reading some of that today, I still got to finish it up, but, uh, okay, give me a copy, I thought, I thought, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I got it on, you can find it on PDF pretty easy online, but I went ahead and got a paper copy on Amazon for like four ninety five. But um, I download that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they, he just makes it's like a couple of papers that are in here, and they put it into a little booklet. 
it, it's just it's interesting to see like dudes out of out of Massachusetts or whatever, and he just investigating express trust like versus corporations or whatever, and breaking that down, and actually saying how it's it's really better to have an express trust, you know, because it it bypasses kind of some some frivolous requirements that a corporation will require. But it also mm-hmm. holds you to a high, a higher standard of administration. Of course, that's right. Yes, time. it does. Yes, it does, and that's why you got to be on top of your shit when you are doing trust administration. They're not yeah. gonna play around with you. Yep. But it is the highest form of trust that there is. Yeah. You know. Yep. And and at the same time, like you said, like we look at it. I mean, it it could be if you're doing if you're doing right. And you're just trying to live your life, then going to the equity court is a great thing. But if you doing some shady, shady shit, or you trying to take shit from people, yeah. going to the equity court could be could be your ass. <laughs> it could be it your both ass. Ways. Exactly. They'll, they'll flip, flip it, turn around, and reverse it. On some Nicky <laughs> shit, for real. Put the game down I mean, on you. Yeah. I talk about doing stuff with clean hands, doing it with good faith, you know, and being honorable. Because just a lot of people out here that that looking for a quick buck. They'll do some fraud thinking, oh, I'm going to get rich real quick. Nigga, you, you, if you have that mentality, you're a fucked up individual. I'm sorry, but ain't no such thing as getting rich quick. It could, because if it's worth it, it's going to stick around for a while. If it took you a while to get it the right way. It means it'll stick around and it'll stay around. Yeah. So, yeah. It's my opinion on that, man. But okay. it pays to do the right thing, like Spike, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real talk. Real talk. What was the other thing? Uh, you and the brother was talking about. Oh, the, uh, he brought the um, the KKK and uh, oh. in parishes. You know, you talk because I, I heard a brother not too long ago. Uh, I don't know, it might have been a few months ago or something like that, and he was breaking down how the uh, KKK was, uh, how they got that shit from Kuku Khan, and how they had their own, they got their own, they got their own booklet instead of the Quran, they got the Quran. Like, they got, like, you know, they they got it, they got their own religious yeah, well, booklet. Yeah, they consider themselves to be the Knights, yeah. the Guardians. That's why. That's why yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Like, that's why I'm trying to tell people. We, we got to be careful, man. When you when you decide to come out this system, bro, because you got to know what you're doing. You fuck around, you fuck around, nigga, and you'll be dealing with the KKK. That's why the government specifically tells you, the federal government tells you that you will endure hardships if you decide to come out of the system. Take it from me, bro. Take it from me personally. They were not lying to you. Hmm. Careful. The affairs of the affairs of men. Careful. Yeah, careful what you wish for. You know, yeah. it all yeah. ain't all yeah. sweet, man. Come out this system, <laughs> you'll be dog. You'll, you'll be beholden to to a system that's even worse. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I you can kind of see that, you know, because you you coming out of like how they got it set up. You coming out from under the grace of. The grace of God, I guess, the Christian God, and you back under the law. You know, you got... yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. Let me let me tell you something, man. The church, 
is is really a, what they call a protectorate. Okay, it really is. For the sheep. Okay. For the flock. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just, I mean, it's not a game, man. People people think, oh, I come out of the system and it's all good, you know, and I'm a foreign national and this and that. Okay, motherfucker, come on out if you want to, and and let's see, you know, how you how you can handle it. If you can, you handle it. You know, you know what today is. People don't play. They don't play, yeah. bro. I done been, bro. I done dealt with. I done dealt with that that other side of America to be able to tell you. You know, and black folks ain't no better. Let's not get it twisted, bro. Niggas are, niggas are trying to kill you faster than some of these white folks with for a dollar. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. I don't fuck with none of them. I fuck with myself. But I fuck with myself. You know, I help people out, but I fuck with myself, bro. Because niggas are dirty on both sides of the coin. Some people want to see you yeah. live, some people don't. Fuck with yourself. My cousin told me that shit before he died. He was trying to get his hands on on some of that money. He knew what was going on. So one, one, one of the main things he told me, choose yourself. Bro, choose yourself. And that mm-hmm. and that's a deep it's a deeper meaning behind that. Because that's that's like saying, choose your trust. Be loyal to yourself, man. I don't expect nobody to be loyal to me. Because I've been loyal to a whole lot of people who wasn't. Okay? Hmm. So, loyalty is a part. You can be loyal to yourself. Hopefully, your trustee is loyal to you. You know? And I'm not saying walk around out here paranoid of people and distrusting the people. I'm just saying understand that this is a system that eats its own. This is a system that they don't want to see you get rich as a man of color. They don't want to see you be able to be on your master moveser, bro. But then there's some out here that do. There's some that want to see you thrive. Shout out to those. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, you got you to gotta be ready for that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a level up. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a level up, but... Believe me, bro, when I tell you that the other side of nationality and, you know, I understand why a lot of brothers don't want to be in the system because they don't want to be controlled. And a lot of brothers don't, you know, the federal government puts a lot of our people in prison. But I understand the other side of it ain't that much better. You'd be dealing with burning crosses. You'd be a hot motherfucker. I'm just yeah, Spider Man. Spider Man shit. Yeah, great bro. power comes great responsibility. Hey, 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 bro, six and nine, bro. Can you can you go back and forth? Everybody ain't got the power to do that. What they call standing power, sustaining. Can you sustain that? You know, I got no problem. I keep real. I don't got no problem dealing with uh, 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 some of these white boys. Out in the middle of the country and shit like that Because at least they understand That they have to live off the grid If they want to be the, the sovereign that they are We want to live in these cities 
you become an enemy to a lot of these people. You know, so remember, the police department is privately owned, dude. Right, and you get in the municipality. That, that's a municipal. It's private. Well, it's private. Privately owned. Yeah. You know. So, like I said, man, you know, I, I support people who want to get who want their nationality done, who need help doing it. But come learn the the right way. Come learn from somebody who who done dealt with the bullshit. You know, it's the difference between dealing with England and the real America. You know, the church hmm. or the claim. Hmm. Okay. Equity okay. or statutory? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duality. Oh, I understand. I understand it very well. You know, and like I said, bro, I didn't, I didn't been through the fire. You know, came out unscathed, but that's because I got a spiritual belief that, you know, that that transcends. All of this shit. It's all material, bro. We, what, what are you really trying to get your hands on? Is it money or is it freedom? Like I, you know, you know, one of the first things I was ever taught, bro, when I came into this, you know, um, and, you know, and this is this is Jonah who told me this, man. It's, it's it's health, freedom, and wealth, and it's in that order. Yeah. In that order. Yeah. You know, everything else is, is secondary, man. Or fourth secondary, if you will. Right. I, I'd rather be. So, I mean, I'd rather be. I'd rather be broke and and not free, but healthy than <laughs> than to be rich and, and free and not healthy and can't even do anything. Yeah, bro. So I'd rather be healthy, free, and rich. And in that order, let, let me stay healthy enough to, to so I can enjoy my freedom and my liberties that allow me to get rich. We live in the greatest country in the world, regardless of what people say. You know, so don't take it for granted. You know, use use the tools that you have. These are tools. Everything we talk about is a tool. You know, um, yeah. Man, I got to take some more calls, bro. I, you know, I appreciate you calling. You know that, so. No doubt, no doubt. Well, I just want to put that in your head to come through to Maryland. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I will. Um, I'll start looking at that jurisdiction as well. Right. Uh, you know, the flyers will be out soon on this. No doubt. All right, appreciate you, God. All right. Yeah, all right, man. Peace. Okay, peace, God. All right, um, let's go to 910 753 on the line. Yo, peace, Joe. What up, peace? What up, dude? Yeah, I was listening to How the chopper that you had. I'm wonderful, man. You good, bro? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, yeah, I was listening to what you were saying about, um, KKK, right? And, uh, here, here, here we go. 
Yeah, I hear you. Joe. Yeah, I was yeah. listening about you were saying, hey, man, because, like, um, what's crazy is that, like, Bob, I say about in 2007, right? I was in the jail, right? And, um, and I was happening to be in the hole with this, um, dude. He was a KKK, right? He was a grand dragon, actually. But the nigga, um, but he was like, he was American Indian. He was like an Indian, though, like, he looked white, but he was like, you know what I'm saying? But he was going to for real, bro. Like, he was, um, he, look, they had, look, he had power, though, man. Like, um, they, this nigga had, like, six different tracks, six black tracks, right? They were scared of him, man. They had locked him down up in, um, they had locked him in the jail for, like, six years and shit, man. Bullshit. And, like, he had lawsuits as a lawsuit. He was writing up Ritz affidavits and all that type of shit with, um, and, like, getting people fired up there to get him, man. But he had a lot of power, but he kept, on. Uh, he knew the law, man, a little bit. And I just saw uh, happen when I got too cold with medical shit, and he was like, um, he gave me a little bit of chills, man. And Jude, shit, he was like, um, he said, man, boy, he said, boy, on sovereignty, right? He was like, and this is what he said. He said, um, he said, it's different from, um, he said, it's different from, um, from you know, well, like, you're cutting out real bad. Hold on, you, hold on, hold on, hold on, you're cutting out real bad. Oh, you hear me? You're cutting out real bad. Probably stay in one place if you can. Okay. All right, you hear me now? That's better. Go ahead. You said it's different. What? Yeah, he was like, um, he was telling me that, um, he was basically like, man, it's called. I was like, where? I said I didn't know anything about um sovereignty. You know, so I knew about the forty acres and a mule, something like that. At the time, you talking about fifteen years ago, two thousand and seven, maybe. And like, right. um, he was saying that, um, he was like. It was like it's called sovereignty. So what happened was, um, he said basically like, um, you got it's, it's kind of he said you got to do something different from um, from you being black people. You know what I'm saying? Than meet black people or, or white people. Well, I ain't know what he kind of meant, but I knew it was something like um, kind of you know like I guess. What... But like, can you hear me? You cut down. Hear me now? Yeah, you cutting out again. Try to stay in one place if you can. Okay. All right, you hear me now, Joe? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, um, he was like, he was like, it's called sovereignty. So, like, he sent me a paper, man. It was um called um the Declaration of Sovereignty, right? I didn't know what the hell it was. So, like, when I got out, I had kind of, like, researched it. And then that's what, like, led me on to the path that I'm on now, you know what I'm saying, about um the teachings, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But um, but I knew about um, Noah Draw Lee back in the day, but I didn't really know. I was I, w- I wasn't really um informed about how all of us connected with like the nation of the gods and the earth five percent nation and all how it's connected. But like um correct he, he the one that actually he the one this KKK dude actually was the one I can say that actually um that um uh, sparked me though you know what I'm saying with the, yeah um, with listen the, they're not all inherently bad people you know I'm just letting nah. people know that that the side of America that that. A lot of brothers think that they want to, you know, they they tried to scare me with that bullshit. But yeah. you know, not all those people are bad. They understand sovereignty yeah. just as well as a lot of us do. But you got to yeah. understand that, you know, that why you think that a lot of them was inherently racist, man? Because they 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 knew that, uh, you know, if if we all started understanding this system, because you know, this is a system yeah, that yeah. that technically the money system is ran by Jews. Yeah, you know they they understand this shit, man. They don't. They really mm-hmm. don't 
they really don't want people, um, you know, and I, when I say they, I'm talking about, you know, this, and this goes back to your state of your federal government, but they don't really want people to become a sovereign because then they lose their slaves, you know, mm-hmm. and the Ku Klux Klan was, a, well, the knights of the Klan were, a, a, you know, and still is today, a group of people, you know, who understand sovereignty, that, that understand living off the land and farming, and they understand mm-hmm. how to get back to, the, you know, like it's like Mormons. You know? Yeah, Mormons. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so I, I'm just keeping it real with you, bro. You know, we, we, we have to get back to understanding what commerce is. That's why commerce is always yeah. taught, man, with what, and what we teach, because that's a, that's a, a, that's a very integral part of being sovereign. You got some money, mm-hmm. a sovereign got money, got mm-hmm. some gold and silver. Yeah. Yeah. Believe that. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, uh, um, I got gold I and silver. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Hey, listen. You know about um, I seen something about the um that portal that's going on tonight with the eight eight. The, oh, the lions. Yeah, um, the, the, the lions. Yeah, the lions. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, I'm gonna yeah, just I'm gonna put that positive energy out there for all of us, man. The Today whole family, you know. Yeah, this is the lions getting yeah. up. Uh huh. Yeah. You're yeah, opening up the mouth of the lion. Can you pass yeah. through the the eye of the tiger? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, but man, this um building with you, man. I'm just glad to hear your voice, man. Yeah. Um, build back with you, man. Um, I think I got the console with you, so I'll reach out to you tomorrow. Okay, let's see. Peace. Peace. Okay. Peace, okay, Peace to the God. All right, let's go to two two four six six two six two two. What up? Two two, you there? Hello, hello. So they must be on mute. That's what's up. We went over anyways, man. Um, I'm going to say peace, man. That's what's up. Uh, we're going to be on Friday. And if you tune in Friday, I'll have some flyers out this week for the upcoming seminars, man. You, if you can make it out, I'd love to see you out to the seminar. All right. Um, you know, support the cause, man. Support what we're doing, you know, on either side of the coin. You know, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all listening, getting this information. Alright. Um, I'm gonna say peace to the gods. Go to makemorecommerce.com if you wanna set up a consultation with me, just do some commerce with me. Uh it's always appreciated. Alright, I'm gonna say peace and I hope that y'all have a great, prosperous week. Large sums of money flow to all of us. Peace to the gods. Yeah.
on shades, my Bagari. Whole out of body, gon' love a card. See you and those people coming like I'm Cardi. I'll expose you niggas and bitches, I'm back in that mode and thing. You niggas is getting too big for your britches, you need some new clothes and things. Why everybody hit money bag? This the topic, nigga. Topic AP on me, cost a bag. Water faucet, nigga. Never ever did some sucker shit like pay to take a nigga off a show. She a green like she a goat. Mac on the fucking duck the hoe. Any else? Well, I got big fat. Big fat, big fat. You went about it the wrong way, so we can't fix it. I'm so straight, she mad at you. So she come fuck me, forget back. Next time you bring me up, just make sure you stay big fat. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Tryna shatter me with lies, I ain't with that. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Real big fat. Why they mad? Cause I'm on fire and they ain't lit yet. What's that, what's that? And it's big fat. Big one. Here goes some more education. Here goes some more speculation. Here go. I took the money, went by me some guns to light the bitch up like it's Vegas. Keyboard killer, tough on Twitter, making posts, giving statements. Twitter. Niggas full of guns, PlayStation. Can't kill me, I'm a chaser. Yeah, I go fed, Mason, Federal, lock like dreads, Haitian, Haitian. You want my place? Take it, take it. Get hit with the drum, Katie. You ain't my partner, nigga. Only hang around number solid nigga. Say they won't smoke, but when you see them, they none toxic nigga. Ain't no pimp, but get your hoe before I knock a nigga. These little hitters wanna shoot through a movie, album, drop a nigga. Draco, Draco, hit them, it goes flat. Turn them in a play, don't lay on flat. Drifting in the outing with the hat. Riding with it on me, never let any else. Well, I got big fat. Big fat, big fat. You went about it the wrong way, so we can't fix it. I'm so scratch, she mad at you. So she come fuck me, forget back. Next time you bring me up, just make sure you stay big fat. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Trying to shatter me with lies, I ain't with that. Tell the truth. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Big fat, big fat. Real big fat. Why they mad? Cause I'm on fire and they ain't lit yet. What's that, what's that? And it's big fat. Big one. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation.